I know the DJ. Do you? Welcome to episode 13 of But I Know the DJ, a podcast discussing all things DJing, music, nightlife, business, and pop culture through the unfiltered opinions of host Snacks, a.k.a. Kangaroo Snacks, powered by Dope Entertainment and our sponsor, Anchor. First off, I'd like to shout out our Black-owned business of the week, Pioneers. That's P-Y-N-R-S, the newest performance streetwear brand. Pioneers is a uh, apparel line for runners in urban cities who don't care for the look of traditional running clothes. They provide fashionable and functioning high-performance products using streetwear design aesthetics. Think, basically, the Lululemon for the culture. This line is brand new. I literally just hold the first samples, like, last week in my hands. Boston born and is about to hit the streets in the craziest way. Um, and the materials are insane. The designs are insane. The color blocking, the colorway is insane. If you're like me and are into, like, the fab fit, athleisure flow, Pioneer is going to be your go-to. I promise you. Follow them at P-Y-N-R-S underscore on Instagram as they work on rolling out uh, globally in spring 2021. Do not say I didn't warn you about this brand. Get on it before you are deemed a follower. I promise you. And uh, now we'll move on to uh, introduce our guest for this episode. Our guest is responsible for some of the city's most infamous rap parties, including Purple and Fresh Produce. He ran nightlife at the beloved Good Life in Boston for the past 12 years up until the pandemic and also organized the yearly DJ appreciation party that brought together DJs from across New England once a year. DJ Knife has also curated a signature craft beer and DJ mix series entitled Strange Brew, most recently collaborating with Bent Water Brewing Co. in Lynn Mass. DJ Knife, welcome, my brother. Good to see you, man. Thank you for having me, Snacks. Good to see you, my friend. Dude, it's it's been a long time. Obviously, we got the Strange Brew in hand. I'm going to open it. I'm going to drink it. It's going to be great. Um, this is really dope. While you're uh, just in the bathroom real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Had <laughs> a little explosion there. While you're in the bathroom real quick, I was just, like, looking at, like, the, the labeling and everything. Like, your name's on it. Your logo's on it. It's super, super dope. Um, how did this come about? I know you mentioned you've done this before. Yeah, so this is the seventh installment of the Strange Brew series. Um, it started off with just uh, a DJ mix series. And mm -hmm. at the time, I was trying to... Um, I was kind of pigeonholed as a hip hop DJ and mm -hmm. I just wanted to like show people that I had other interests in music. I know that feeling. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so around the fifth installment, I was like, oh, I want to bring this up another level. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Um, and so I did a homebrew at that time and, um, I made like beer in my apartment and uh, I put the mix on a bottle opener USB stick. That's fire. Yeah. So it was kind of shitty looking to be totally honest <laughs> with you. And like conceptually honest, that's there. Yeah. Though. In my mind, it, it, it was, uh, it was going to be grandiose, but it was kind of like shitty at the uh, delivery uh. point. <laughs> um, Happens. Yeah. So, so two years after that, um, I finally linked up with uh, like the first real brewery mm. and that was uh, down the road brewery and they were in Everett. Dope. Um, so we did Strange Brew 6, and it was also an IPA. And um, I put the mix out on cassette tape. Uh, so we put that out as a package. So what year is this? So that was 2018, two years ago. Oh, shit. So cassette was... Uh 
interesting choice there, no? Yeah, at the time, but since then, it seems like there's been tons of cassettes coming out. Right, right, right. So that leads me to now. So um, to follow the trend of dead mediums, mm. um, I put this one out on mini disc, uh, and I don't haven't I've I've seen some people do it. There's there's a do you know the um, the musical genre vaporwave? Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. Okay. I don't know too much about it though. So they are the only. That is the only genre that I know of that is actively putting out mini discs oh, right really? now. Wow. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I want to, I want to get on this right now and, yeah, yeah. and be like one of the first people to kind yeah, of put yeah. out a mini disc. That's but, dope. Yeah, it's obviously a dead format. Nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna listen to this mix on mini disc. Right. You know? They're all gonna listen to it on SoundCloud. Yeah, I saw it's on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, yeah. but I kind of thought, what's the point of even pushing this on SoundCloud? You know what I'm saying? Like you mm. push, you push a mix and you get like one push out of it you know what i'm saying mm. or or you're just kind of like blasting the same content over and over again um so with this i kind of haven't been pushing the mix at all i've just been pushing the mini disc aspect of it and if people buy the beer i send them um and they tag me i just send them a mini disc of the mix oh the so yeah oh, so yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting you're saying about that because you know with mixes and, and posting mixes um because you know with the pandemic and everything, I think that's a route that a lot of DJs are going through, yep. um, and it, you know, cl- myself included. And it's true, like, it's just, like, say if it's a weekly mix, it's like, you know, here's my weekly mix. Right. As you guys, some of you expected, and I've been doing this eight weeks in a row. You kind of know what it is yeah. at this point. And, right. And so I, I definitely know what you mean, and it's interesting, like, you know, if they bought the beer and it becomes more of, like, a, a souvenir, like yeah. a thing that you pair it together. It's a package deal. Yep. Um, I think that's interesting. That's a, that's a dope approach. I mean, the dead medium, yeah, that's one thing, but... Yeah, like having that, like you know, there's something to say about like, yeah, hey, like this this beer that we're drinking, I also have a matching mini disc to it (laughs) of music, like you know what I mean? Like it's cool, right? And then what's a mini disc? That's like the next question. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just opens up a can of worms, right? um, Or a can of beer. Yeah. Um. And uh, no, it's really dope. And um, I'm I'm gonna be like uh. I'm a liquor guy. I'm Latino. You know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> and this is dope. I mean, I'm drinking it. Um, it's good. It's well, like it's actually good. It's it's uh, pff, I, I'm not again not beer palatey guy at all. But it's it's light. It's easy to drink. What are you tasting it. right now? I'm um, so 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 when when you're like I said when you're in the bathroom I was just like reading everything and I was like oh shit coffee IPA, um which I've never had before, um but the coffee isn't um like in your face. Okay. Um, so for one, I don't even drink coffee. Yeah. Um, and the fact, so the fact that I'm like continuing to drink and this isn't promo, like you didn't tell me to say this. <laughs> no, like, I did not. And, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, genuinely. no, for sure. For sure. And like, like I'm drinking it. Like I'm, and I'm like, oh, the coffee isn't overwhelming where it's like to a non-coffee drinker. I'm like, okay, this is like coffee. Like, okay. I good. don't want to drink this. You know Cause I, mean? I have never tasted it. I don't, I actually drink beer, which is a long story. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad that you are enjoying it. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, Six point five percent up my alley. <laughs> um, this is good. I like this. And uh, for the visual part of it, great can. I love the love the uh, branding on. Again, seeing your logo on it is super dope. You know, me being another DJ, seeing like your logo on s- stuff. Yeah, it's just cool. <laughs> I, I, I love. I mean, I love the way this one looks. It's mm-hmm, a. Mm-hmm. It's like a far departure from the way the last one looked and the last one had really cool artwork too but mm-hmm. uh i kind of said that i just wanted a product you know what i mean yeah, and sure. um the guys over at bentwater brewing and lynn they they showed me this and as soon as it was there was no um uh what do you call it 
like revision no revisions yeah. as soon as i saw it, i was like that's it perfect and yeah Dope. it was it was ready to go that's so, so awesome yeah and and so i know that literally like i think yesterday you posted it got picked up by a local liquor store right yes so i actually have a list is it okay if i yeah go okay, yeah please this is this is definitely the place where I, you I let I, it rip here i i appreciate it so so this is where you can buy strange brew seven as of right now uh Linway Liquors in Lynn. Boom. RMA Liquors in Amesbury. Georgetown Liquors in Georgetown, Massachusetts. Layla's Variety in Topsfield, Mass. Sunny's Mobile in Beverly. Oh, wait. Actually, that one might not be true. So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about that. One of the Beverly ones didn't make it. Um, Cappy's and Peabody. And oh, Cappy's is a good spot. Yeah, That's absolutely. A good place to be in. <laughs> yep. And then I think uh, Nasty Nani's is in Saugus. Saugus, yeah. Yep. I, so I my day job's in Saugus. Okay. And so it's funny because uh, obviously like pandemic days, like Friday out of work, I am jolting to a liquor store to yeah. like just get my weekends started because uh, like I I don't I try not to drink you know besides something like this. Yeah. I try not to drink Monday through like Thursday, Sunday through Thursday. Um, and so, but by the time it's Friday, I'm like, yeah, I need to let loose or whatever, and so. Uh, I've never like spent much time in the North Shore until I got this job recently, uh-huh. and so I was like, oh, like I don't really know what's around here, and like I look at you know liquor store near me, and then one said nasty nannies, and I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's so, a very saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, I was like, exactly. Nasty nannies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's so like so, like uh, the whole North Shore is just like this weird bubble of like weirdness. Yeah, like there's these restaurants that are all fire, like yeah. super good, but oh, like, yeah. funky names and like 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 a prince pizza with like the yes. leaning tower yeah. like it's just like these things that like oh yeah you like being from boston and like i've been boston my whole life yep. you like see these things you're like what the fuck like, right this is 20 minutes away but yeah this whole other like world yeah it's like the las vegas yeah strip yeah. of saugus <laughs> yeah, specifically yeah. room yeah. one yeah. yeah and uh the driving is like insane like, oh it's you can, insane you can die like I'm, you can die instantly yeah, yeah 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 so it's funny that uh nasty nannies is on the list but like i've been there multiple times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good spot everybody check out um Strange Brew 7. Um, and is that your job to distribute? No. So that? luckily, that's that's been the job of Bentwater. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're getting it in, into the spots for me. And then I'm helping out a little bit uh, because, you know, I have friends that are in that industry in general. So I, I'm trying really hard to get it into Quincy right now. And mm-hmm. uh, also the other spot was... Uh, the Lincoln, uh, not the Lincoln, Lincoln uh, Tavern and Restaurant in Southeast got it. Oh shit! Yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah these are these are some good spots, man. Yeah, and yeah. and that's all thanks to to Ben Water. So Sweet. yeah, man, that's dope. Everybody, check it out. Yep. Um, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna be drinking it throughout this whole episode here and recording. Um, and so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw when you were doing it. I mean, like I said, we've connected probably within the last two years. So I think I might must have missed you know your previous ones. Yep. Um. But when you were posting about this, I was like, oh, shit, that's so dope. And, like, me, you know, snacks, like, a lot of, like, pizza-branded stuff. Like, ha- like kind of you were saying, like, you wanted to have something, like yes. a product, yep. own something, have your name on it, logo on it. Like, I'm looking at this, and I'm pretty jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all just, like, really, really dope. Um, yeah. And I think you're someone that, you know, 
creates like does like like you want a party you're gonna make the party like, yes you know what i mean yeah and so um you know like most notably as we said in the description like purple fresh produce yep. um you know i had uh the privilege of playing at uh purple one day yes uh which super super dope um and uh do you want to just kind of explain how those came about and, and what they were yeah absolutely so at the time when we were when we came up with the idea for purple we there was a lot of venues that were shunning that form of rap music, yeah, you know, like sure. people were like, Oh, don't play this or don't play that. So I, I was lucky to work at a place where that was not an issue. They were mm -hmm. like, you know, the owners like do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So I really wanted to do a night that was, you know, based on that kind of music that we really loved. So I'm a DZ. We had been playing a lot of that music together. And this is kind of like the time when, Purple Swag came out by ASAP Rocky. Right, right, right. And then there was also, like, we were f fans of, um, you know, the, the what's the what's the Purple album by Cameron? Which one was that? Purple, uh, Purple Haze. Purple Haze. Purple Haze. Yeah. yeah Purple Haze. So we had been friend, uh, fans of that. And then. Like Codeine stuff. Yeah, all yeah, that stuff. Purple, it was all kind Purple of. Drank. Yep, yeah, yeah. It, it was all kind of hitting. Yeah. And then also, you know, we loved the, uh, like, the early 2000s crunk. Yeah. Shit. So we were like, why don't we do a night that just combines these kind of three yeah. different target areas of, yeah. of rap music and put it together. Um, so then we approached Steady Leanin', which is a blog and um, Massachusetts based, but now based mm -hmm. out of L.A. Um, mm -hmm. And the three of us just um, started doing this night. And then we brought in a couple different people. Um, our good buddy, AB was one of the first promoters. And then later on, um, Tori was one of the DJs. You were like one of the DJs. We had like a, it was a big rotating group of different people. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. That's <laughs> why so I'm like, oh, it happens. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like, so he's gonna be like, you didn't give me credit. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all in the moment. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so it went on for eight years. So obviously mm -hmm. there was different people involved at different times. Right. Um, but I was definitely the person that was downstairs cutting out pieces of, uh, uh, purple plastic and putting them over the lights. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I would do that for every one for eight years. And it took like three hours to get the lighting yeah, right yeah. every single time. Well, pe that, and that's the shit that like people would forget. Like I know for instance, when, um, like when people are like, Hey, this could be like the last DJ appreciation. night." like, yeah. like people didn't really how much work like you. And I think either you or, um, P were saying it like in the, like as a speech during it, like how much work it takes to do it. Like, it's not oh, yeah. like, obviously it's easy to be like, Oh, come on, man. Like give us another one. But it's like, right. when it's that much work, when you're in the trenches, putting it together, it's like, it's like, all right guys. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so obviously if people don't know what we're talking about, uh, we did at good life, an annual DJ appreciation party mm -hmm. once a year. And the big thing was we had a, a special guest, um, and we tried so hard to keep that special guest a total secret. And people would get so mad at me because they would be like, who is it? And we're like, I can't tell you, you know, but that <laughs> yeah. was the thing that was, no, it was sick. Yeah. And the, the thing is, you know, it's not only just it being, secret, it was always like a secret worth keeping. Right. Like, cause like, so I, uh, you know, being a newer dude and again, like we connected recently, like I, my first and last one was the last one. Yeah. And so, uh, which sucked, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and, um, so, you know, I uh, was involved and was there and it was fucking Z-Trip, yep. which is like, if you're a DJ, like, 
like a DJ, DJ, DJ. Yeah. Like, you, like Z Trip, like he melted everyone's face off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, it was super sick. And like you, you've had like Q-Bird in the past, yep. I think. Yeah. Uh, Four Color Zach. In Four the Color past. Zach. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like these are all like champion, yes. well, legends. So like, DJs, DJs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so to me, like I, like for me, I wasn't bothered because like people were like, because I was asking people who have been there in the past and I'm like, okay, like when they say guest DJ or like secret guest, like what are we, and they started saying, yeah, like Q-Birds. And I was just like, oh, okay, it's probably worth the, right. the secret where they come out and you're like, holy fuck, I can't believe I'm here. You yeah. Know? And it was all for that one little moment. Yeah, you of know? course. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. walked on the stairs and it was free. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it was so, insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so purple. Yeah. Um, it was, it was funny because we, we were just talking about this, but um, so I connected with Amadizi first. Yes. yes. Um, through Tori. Yep. Shout out Tori. Yep. Shout out Amadizi. Um, and he was like, yeah, like we do this trap party. And the thing is, is you explaining the start of it, you know, it was definitely, it's like hip hop being popularized music, especially in nightlife, especially in Boston. Yeah. Is crazy recent. Yeah. People don't realize that. Right. Because it's so it's such a paramount genre. It is the genre right now. Yes. But there was a time where that shit was not allowed in the clubs. Exactly. And and so for me, when when he was like, yeah, we throw this trap party, to me, I was like, every party I play is a trap party. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, like and he was saying, he's like, it's like the, the underground and then the southern stuff. Like, it's not just, you know, it's not just uh, like Migos for three hours. Right. Like, it's like, you can really get deep in it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, because he... Cause he caught me at Tori's party and obviously it was like a trap heavy party. And like, I went, you know, the same, he was like, yo, you should play for this thing. And I was just like, cool. But when it came, when it was like the week leading up to it and I started seeing like the branding, like the flyer was all very dark and, and it was definitely like this vibe. Like I was just like, I want to make sure I'm doing this right. And like, and I forgot if I was texting you or him, but I was just like, so this is what I'm thinking. Like, is this good? Like, yeah, 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 that's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and it was super sick. Like it it was, there was, um, my homie, I brought my homie Noel who, just got a camcorder, like a like an old camcorder. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, he sent it to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. that was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and and he and so he's into like 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 you know he he dresses all funny and like listens to really dark underground like trap music. And I was just like, bro, if like and he's like, does isn't into the club scene in Boston because yeah. it's not his thing. And I was just like, bro, if there's any party that you go to, this is the one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And he was like, cool, like, I brought this camcorder, it's going to be really dope. And, like, he was going off with the camcorder, yeah. with the VCR thing. Like, it was like, and uh, we were going ham, like, whatever, whatever. And uh, mosh pits and yeah, stuff. It was mosh just like, pits, It man. was just a crazy energy. That was the thing. People would, dr- uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, but people would spill full drinks mm-hmm. on each other and mm-hmm. nobody fucking cared. And you'll, you will never see that anywhere. Because, nope. like, it was always... You know, somebody gets a drink on their shoe, and then they start fucking fighting. Swinging, yeah. And it ruins it for everybody. Right. It ruins it for everybody. And there was, like, like three years there, I think, in the middle of it, when it was just so wild, and it was so hot and sweaty, and, like, I, it, it was just weird to see that kind of mosh pit in mm. a club environment, you mm-hmm. know? And it was always a mosh pit, and that place was always destroyed by the end. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess a lot of places are destroyed by the end of the night, but in a yeah, different yeah. way, it's usually somebody puking and yeah, crying, yeah, yeah. you know, this but, is like, but like that, like with mosh pitting is like, you know, when you, when we think of, or at least when I think of mosh pitting, you, you think of like these crazy, like say like a warp tour yeah. or something like that. It's like, it's part of the culture. Right. And so when someone shoulders you in the jaw, it's like, you know, it's not out of malicious yes. intent. It's like, this is just, the culture like this is just the energy like we're right. all feeling we're all 
literally blacking out of, yeah. of from from partying from having fun. Yeah. Yep. And so I think in the the environment that you curated, there was that understanding where yep. in these clubs where it's like this is my best clothes. Yes. Like everyone got to respect me. Like right. whatever that if you get an elbow to the to the arm, you're like, yo, what the fuck? Right. And everyone's all intense. And then that's when people start swinging and yep. shit. So and that was something that, you know, again, being a little bit younger, like I was watching from the DJ booth and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, see, I forgot what the fuck I played. I forgot what I played, but like people started moshing. That was like the first mosh of yeah. the night. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and then and then, but I'm like seeing like and I'm like, oh shit, this is this is where it happens. Like, yeah, I, I, I gotta stop it. Like, I gotta start turning it down. But everyone was cool, right? And I was just like, wow, like this. That's what it was. That moment where I was like, yo, this is different. Like, yeah, this is just really, really. Yeah, different. it was. It was something very special, and it was weird too, because you know I've done a couple different parties. So like, m the first party, I don't know if I can I lead into all this stuff now or Bro, go wherever. Okay, you want. so the first parties I was doing were. Marinate, which was at the old Milky Way in Jamaica Plain. Yep. And that was like a performance and then a dance party and I'm fucking washed. So like <laughs> we, we we were doing that on vinyl like back in the day. Yeah. And then that's how I got uh, the job at Good Life. You know, like okay. I started. Because you were creating your own party. Yeah, I started this party called Marinate. And then basically Peter, who owns Good Life, hired me well first he asked me to do a party so i started doing fresh produce there um and from there i just got hired full-time so i ended up running the nightlife there for 12 years mm. um but marinate and fresh produce were more based on dj talent and like mm. dj skills mm. whereas purple was just vibes right, right you know right, right. and and they were so different but like also very similar. There was like I always called uh like uh purple like fresh produce is like a little brother, you mm. know what I mean? And and uh but I think most people like now that know me probably remember purple the most cuz it's most recent, but also I think it was just very distinct experience in Boston where there wasn't anything like it. Oh, a thousand percent yeah. and and as let's I mean as hip hop and trap has developed, it has become so mainstream. But yep. while that that trajectory has happened, there has remained this community of like, you know, there was like the SoundCloud rapper yeah. like age where like yep. they were still trap heads, but they weren't fucking with the radio trap or the club trap. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, so then, where do these kids go? Yeah, these are still kids that want to party, that you know, want to get fucked up yep. or meet girls or whatever. Right. But so what? They can't listen to the music that yeah. they like. You know what I mean? And so that's when I realized again, like when I was at the party, I was like, "Yo, this is where they are." Right? <laughs> like, you yeah. Know, like, this is them. Like I'm looking around. I remember specifically from SoundCloud. We were <laughs> when uh, Lil Yachty had Minnesota. Yeah. And that was like a SoundCloud yeah, like, yeah. hit. Like that yeah. was before he was big. Right. I remember we were playing that, and that song's so ignor oh, ignorant, but I yo, love yeah. it. <laughs> And uh, I just remember that was that was like a big thing with Purple. We did play like lots of SoundCloud rap, you yep. know, yep. cloud rap that yeah, yeah, like yeah. and we would try to do that early on in the night, obviously, like, you know, because by the end of it, it was all just the turn up stuff. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I miss it. Yeah, because I, I think when I played, I think it was a uh, peak Mo Bamba time. Mm. <laughs> so like. I was yeah. like, I like, I wasn't sure to, cause like again, like so, like so, the closer for that night was uh, Lucy, the Lucy Man, like super dope pr producer, um, and I was just like, you know, I'm not trying to burn the headliner type yeah. shit, 
And the whole night, I'm like, yo, I could drop it right now and destroy this <laughs> You're place. Right. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like crazy energy. Um, but but for me, like with my set, like I went super 2000s with it, and I played so much shit that I don't think I've ever played yeah. anywhere else. And that was what was super dope for me. Yeah. Um, just you know the shit that I grew up with, like cookout shit. Yeah. Like, and and I thought that was super. And people were like heavily fucking with it. Yeah. Um, and, and it was super 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 dope. Um. Explain a little bit what Marinate was. So, yeah. So, Marinate was at the old Milky Way. So, that that basically was me. And the person that taught me how to DJ is this guy, DJ Tommy. Um, he was a hip-hop DJ from Buffalo, New York. And he was big turntablist dude. Uh, used to enter battles all the mm. time. He could crab scratch with both hands. Mm. Like, like, one of those. Freak. Yeah, freak. yeah <laughs> exactly. I was always like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But he, he taught me, you know, like, all of the finer points of DJing. I lived with him. Um, and so we just, you know, he, he was coming from, a, a hip hop scene in Buffalo, um, called baby steps. And basically, um, there was lots of raves up there. There was lots of like hip hop stuff going on. Um, and basically he moved to Boston and we started a party together and it was basically, you know, short performance, 20 minutes, and then us DJing on vinyl. Um, performance singers like it was always like rappers that. you know oh, but the, okay. this is like the like this is early 2000s you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so it was a lot of local people you know um and we did that for years and honestly i don't even remember when it stopped i feel like it was like 2007 maybe mm. this sucks because like i really don't like all there's so many years for me that are just a blur <laughs> i'll be totally honest with you um but yeah, so that was that. And then, you know, we kind of near the end realized that like it was when people were performing, that's when everyone would go to the bar or go to the bathroom right. and they just wanted to dance. Right, so right, right. when it came time for our night at the good life, we just kind of were like, all right, we're going to just start doing big name DJs, you know, and hip hop legends. So I, I forget the year that, well, it was about 12 or 13 years ago, I guess. I started going, I started working, I started throwing parties at Good Life. And we built up fresh produce. At the time, Karma Loop was still a thing in the city. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is that, that was that era. Yeah, so Karma Loop was, yeah. that was a whole. I was probably, I was probably like middle school. Oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I was in like middle, 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 or like, or like, like. I think middle school, I found Karma Loop. In ninth grade, I could afford Karma Loop, right. like, stuff. <laughs> Tenth grade, I was, like, fit, fully wearing, like, shit from Karma Loop. Yeah, right that, that was, like, a, a very specific time period in That's Boston. That's facts. Yeah. facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, and around that time is when Underground Hip Hop, the store, opened in mm -hmm, Boston. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, we all kind of, like, knew each other from the Milky Way and just being young and uh, that's when we all kind of went in and started doing the fresh produce night and it was huge for a while. Like it was definitely, I mean, it went on, I think 11 years or something like that. Wow. And we had, you know, just really big guests. It was like Grandmaster Flash, Holy Spinderella, Pete shit. Rock. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. We had, uh, <laughs> Alicia He Muhammad, Cool wow. Herc, Africa Bombada. Wow. Uh, so we really like, we, we had a lot of ups and downs, you know what I mean, with yeah. that night because it's really hard dealing with New York legends, uh, New York hip hop legends, like just 
attitudes and like, like at a, on a booking level yeah like, you know like some of my most it was weird i everybody i booked for purple that was from the south are the nicest people mm. they really are but when i had to deal with booking like hip-hop legends and from like new york yeah East Coast it, it was shit. it was all, it was always tough is it like so is it like I need a rider type thing. Was it a money thing? Was R- it- Riders were insane. You know, I'm wow. trying to think of. Oh, man. Yeah, I would love an example. I know. I'm trying to. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of of of. Man, I really I should have written, written this stuff down. But like, <laughs> it's all good. It was always really crazy riders, and I remember just like going to like you know, the grocery store and getting like a real specific bottle of oh. like soda and oh. then like. I don't know. I mean, some people <laughs> ask for drugs and stuff like that, but yeah, this yeah. is like a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I dealt with a lot doing that party, but it was, it was kind of like a labor of love, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and that's the, and that's the thing, like, cause good life isn't the big flashy, you know, like a uh, cash cow type right. spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think it's funny when, if, if people are like, oh yeah, I need like, a green room full of girls and bottles. Yeah. And it's like, when it's like even like the party that you're throwing isn't reflective of that energy anyway. That was a big one. It was like, I need the green room. And we're like, there ain't, <laughs> there ain't none, you know, like, and that was, that came, that came up all the time. And we're like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're like, where's the stage? And we're like, there's no stage, man. Right, it's like a right. little place. But usually it, when people would kind of walk in, sometimes they'd stink eye it. You know what I mean? And then by the end of the night, they were like, that was the best time I've ever had. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, and, and, and I started, realizing this more when i started throwing my own events at different spots and it's like some you start i mean we're a dj so like we've thought this from the beginning but it's really about the music and the energy right yeah. like you can think about it like in high school we were at these stupid college dorm parties and basement parties like you yep. just wanted a place to party don't yep. don't grow a couple years and get some more money and all of a sudden you're too good to have a good time right you know what i mean and, and right. i think uh, at the parties that I've played or the parties that I've been to, like I've been to, to, as a patron to Good Life a bunch of times as well, and like that's all you need. And 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 there's Boston being the melting pot that it is. You have so many international students and yep. stuff like that that they'll go to a place of Good Life. But, oh no, this ain't it. Like whatever. But it's like no, like there's some of the best DJs here. There's some like the coolest yep. parties here. Like how about you be a little bit more open minded and like just go and have fun. You yeah. Know what I mean, and, and, and at the end of the day, you get to weed those people out. The people who want to be there, want to be there, yep. you know? Um, but every city needs a good life. Every city needs a place like that. Yeah. I would always say it was the working man's club. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and that's what we wanted it to be. You know, I think it's confusing when you first kind of get into nightlife, like you don't know what direction you mm. are going and where things should go, you know, mm. but I realized near the end of my experience there that like, you know, it went in the direction it should have been, you know what I mean? It was like, it kind of, it carved its own path. And like, I mean, that's why it lasted so long. I mean, it's unheard of that a club in Boston Facts. lasts 15 fucking years, Facts. dude. Yep. You know? So, I mean, it just goes to show you we were doing something right, right. you know? And, and again, yeah. So this might be another lead in because, I know me and you have obviously talked a little bit before mm-hmm. I got in here. Um, but the good life is not officially closed forever. And I know some people, people think it is, yeah. think it is. Um, but Peter, the owner is, is definitely trying to, uh, fight for it. Um, his landlord is suing him. 
So he's dealing with that as a small business owner during a pandemic, the it's landlord. Insane. It's insane. Um, but he hasn't given up and he is going to fight to keep the, the good life. And, uh, you might see something coming from the good life in the near future. That's asking for help, but I don't know yet. You know, it's like, all I know is that right now, um, it's not gone forever. He's going to try to save it. And wow. Yeah. If a perfect world occurs at some point, you'll see the good life again. Yeah. So we haven't given up hope. Yeah. And so just to clarify, like he's not getting sued for being some fuck shit owner or anything like that. He is getting, it's, it's dude, it's monetary, it's financial. Right. We're in a pandemic. Everybody's struggling, but the landlord is being, right. being a dick. <laughs> right. The, the, uh, I mean, obviously we're not able to be open and because of that there's no money coming in and when there's no money there's no way to pay but i know for a fact that he has tried to work out a deal where if he opens back up he can try to right. pay on the back end of it yeah right so he has done everything he can you know and this is still happening and it kind of sucks um and i don't know i mean we'll see where it goes again you know, good life is not completely gone mm -hmm. and we have not given up hope. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I was saying this to you before we press record, like, you know. So many people have been touched by good life yep. in one way or another, either as a patron, as a, so many DJs have walked through that door. Right. Um, And I know, like, I experienced it within the last two years and like I have some weird affinity to, to it. I can't imagine people have spun there 10 years ago. You right. know what I mean? And so. I think it's one of those things where if, you know, Peter or Good Life, you know, does come, you know, knocking in the public store in terms of like, please support us. I do think they will find it. Yeah. Um, and, and they will receive the love that it deserves. Um, it sucks to hear that. Like, that's the reason. Because I saw like some post or something that was like, Good Life's going under. And I, you know, I just thought, you know, obviously getting eaten up by the pandemic for whatever reason, but I didn't know it was like. That petty, I guess. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, I get it because obviously, you know, the the there's been no solution from the government, and I don't want to get on the like, <laughs> oh, this is what should be happening. I mean, at the end of the day, the yeah. perfect thing that would have happened was all of these places closed down, but they are paid or right. their rent is frozen, and right, then right, right. they open back up when everything's better. But you know, it didn't yeah. work out that way, and it. You know, obviously there's a number of reasons and I'm definitely not the most political dude, you know, when it mm -hmm. comes to that shit. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I do know firsthand that like there's been zero help, you it's know. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, like those loans or whatever would have been good for like a month maybe, you right, know. Right. So like it, and then where good life is like you couldn't really like try to put any like seating on the sidewalk because the sidewalks like yeah it's oh super no, small. That, dude Kingston Street's fucking wild dude, yeah even just parking there I was oh like, yeah I was like, oh, like oh, my car might not yeah. be in the best shape it, like, yeah because uh, I would play a KGB across the street yes. all the time yeah. like like every other week and like I would like my plan was always needed that meter parking in the front yep get like I would be like trying to link up with someone for like dinner or whatever at like at a certain time so i could be there yes. where it was open where i like i was like i started figuring out like the timing of when that was empty yeah get there so i was like two hours ahead of when i even had to be there but like i can do something around the way downtown right you know what i mean yep and then pay the meter to get me to like eight yes and then once i'm made i'm secured i'm in yep and then it would be like midnight i'm fully dead and i'm like 
I hope my car's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then yeah, like yeah. on the ladder, like I'm speakers out, whatever, and like I see someone like sitting on my trunk. And yes. I'm, and I'm like, please. always. I'm like, please get the fuck. Yeah. Out. Please, <laughs> please. I'm so tired. Yeah. It's sweaty. My feet hurt. Yeah. And yeah. my feet hurt. Oh god. I don't yeah. want to fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that was the thing. Like it was such a uh, like already tight street. You have two like clubs facing each other yes you have a garage that has cars coming oh out my of it God. one-way street yep and like there were points where i was just like this is just what like it was just the two clubs letting yep. out the same exact at the time. same it's time like, we yeah. we tried to start staggering that near the end because yeah. it was so fucking wild yeah. like people standing on their fucking cars dude and, it was, like in the summer dude yeah. the summer oh was my wild. god it, i mean it's just that ignorant summer yeah in the city type we shit, we once we kind of learned we were like okay if we started talking to the people across the street because we were like, okay, when are you letting the people out? Because right. we, we got to get the people out right. 15 minutes before right. to try to, like, you yeah, know, just mitigate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Good Life was always good about that, though. Like, we we definitely tried really hard to, like, show people a good time, but at the same time, like, just get that street clear afterwards. Yeah, as and as like, possible. Because the last know. thing, like, anyone, like, you know, I'm sure you have more than I have, but like just seeing some venues or parties just having to end because there's one bonehead that fucks oh, everything yeah. up. And not that that still didn't happen, but like definitely with uh, less frequency on that side of town, you yeah. know, so. That, that's true. That's true. Well, well, actually kind of, I mean, there was like so high down the street, one of the, the nicer spots, mm. the the more expensive bodily spots. Yeah, that I remember got that. Fucked. That, like, that was crazy. It's crazy because, um, so I had, um, I don't know if you know DJ Hypotones. Uh, yeah, I do know him because yeah. he's been, he's gone to the DJ Appreciation for yeah, like yeah. M- multiple years. Yeah, yeah, so he was playing KGB that night. I was actually at Wonder Bar that night. Yeah. my I have a twin sister who was at KGB and oh, like, shit. you know, so she's cool with a bunch of DJs through me and stuff. So, yeah. um, and my boy had opened so high that night. Oh, really? So, so. Our group chat is like, oh my god, like blah blah blah, so blah, blah 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 blah, it's going crazy, whatever, whatever, and like obviously like on Twitter, Facebook, rumors are just yes exploding. I remember, and yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like, yo, like, cause I think my sister was like just trying to figure out where to go that night. I don't know where she ended up. She yeah. could have been there. So I'm obviously like, yo, where the fuck are you? Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. She's like, no, I'm cool. I'm with I'm with Hypotones right now. Like he, you know, he knows I'm your sister. Obviously he's like trying to like, I'm, I'm literally just sitting in his car with my friend. Like we're just, and you oh know, shout out Hypotones. He kept her safe, mate. Like, yeah. cause, cause I was like, I'm getting you. Don't get it in. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I'm going to get you. I had to come from Brighton to, which isn't a bad ride, but I was just like, yo, please just hold her down. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And so I get there and I'm like, obviously there's a million rumors of what's yeah. And I'm like, do you know? And he was like, yeah, bro, like, blah, 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 And, you know, we wake up the next day, and it's all over the it news. It was all and, and, over and the so, fucking with, news. And so, like, it's it's crazy because we we look at some areas, right? And it's like, hey, this is downtown Boston. This is financial district. This is where, like, you know, quote, unquote, like, more money is at. So, like, the, the, the behavior is a certain way. Right. But then, like I said, it takes one, yes. one dude yeah. to, or one person to just wild out one time and, yep. like, closes, like, a really dope spot and a really dope night and yeah. everything like that. So, um, and like you were saying earlier, like, to, to hold a venue for 12, 15 years is, like, unheard of for those reasons or for financial reasons or for rebrands or right. for management issues, like... So it is true, like, the fact that you guys have been running for that long is insane. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, not that shit didn't pop off there, like, mm-hmm. once in a while, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. it happens anywhere. But, like, I, I do think that, like, 
the like the dudes that work at the door, you know, they tried really hard to just like talk to people and, you know, communicate and yeah. like that that goes a long way, yeah. you know. And then, you know, I, I think also just like the general there was just like a lot of like back, like, you know, we like we were talking before back in the day, you couldn't play this. You couldn't do that. Mm -hmm, you had to act mm -hmm, like a certain mm -hmm. way at like 90% of the venues in Boston. Yeah. And good life. Oh, yeah. I feel like was one of the first ones that'd be like, Nope, do what you want. So have dope. fun. Yeah. Just don't hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Like on my come up when I was just like opening for DJs and stuff yeah. and like being at venues for the first time, like, yeah, I'd get like the, don't play any of that blah blah blah. Yes. Like don't play any oh, of that. Oh, I got that all the time. And, I, and I'm like, bro, I'm yeah. like like my, my favorite story is like it's the it's the year Bad and Bougie is the biggest song in the world. Yes. And I get don't play any of that Migo shit. And yep. I'm like, not the top five songs. Right, like, right. Like I'm like, how does that make any sense? Yeah. And this dude came up to me like that and I obviously goes, Yo, you mind playing some that new culture shit? And right. I'm, and I'm like, they literally told me not to. Right, like, right, right. Just, I've had to do that before. Yeah, it's like, so they told shitty. me not to. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Feel like an asshole. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's, and you know, especially me, like at that point, like trying to grow my fan base and like not be that dickhead yeah. DJ. Like I'm like, it's not me. Like, yeah. Please don't like, like don't dislike me. Like I'm doing my best. I just want to make everyone happy. Right, right. <laughs> me, me too. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser yeah. when it comes to being a DJ. Like, and you know, even like. The, I used to do like kind of a selfish thing where I was just like the last two songs of the night are going to be for me. Mm. You know, I used to do that. And mm. then like near the end, I was like, no, this is a job and your job is to make other people happy. Mm. And you don't, you're not doing this for yourself. You have to make these people happy all night long. Right. Right. You know? I, I tell people all the time. I'm like 50% of the shit I play. I don't like like at all. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And, 100%. It's, and it's all about, you know, yeah, like you're saying, making the people happy. Like it is a job. Yep. Providing a service. Like. Yeah. Um. And and it's tough sometimes. I I, I know. Uh, I th I think it's actually Z Troop who has like the two for them, one for you rule. Which. Oh, that yeah. I yeah, used I think I think it's I think it's Z Troop who yeah. said that. Um. Which you know again is like I get, but like, I think, I've heard people take that too literally. Yeah. Where they like literally like two for them. Okay, now it's one for me. Like. Yeah. And I'm like I think it's just one of those things that's like, hey, you gave them a lot of what they would expect and want like now you can throw in a little right whatever but then like again go back to them because at the end of the day it's for them it's for the bar you right know what i mean what gets the people riled up you don't want people to leave yep yep yeah it's yep. all the science and, and yeah and it's it's people especially when they get needy like oh i want to hear this song like right. they're not thinking of, of it that way yeah and and the tooth for them one for me thing is like that's how like purple survived you know what mm. i mean because like with purple we had an agenda and we there was certain stuff that we had to get in there that was like very underground because it was like either friends of friends or local or you know what i mean somebody that might be there that night um so it was always like let's sandwich that song in between mm -hmm. like two really popular right. songs exactly and exactly like, you yeah. know yeah and and that's and that's the 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 um like the psychology part of the dj right yep. like being able to be like i know when i play this it's for a reason and it might but it might not hit right, right. It, it might not get a, a a pop yep you know so i gotta surround it around yep. a bunch of pops so yep. like it, it's okay and everyone's like okay like i that's it's not a full l because it's not a whole night of shit where i'm like you know groaning at the dj and right stuff like that um when you said the last two songs would be like things that you want what would or some examples of like man i remember oh god i remember when i was doing middle sex i would always play like a metal song at the end of the oh, night shit. yeah <laughs> and then like it would just throw be a bunch of people like 
pissed off. <laughs> and it would be me, like, when I was still drinking. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would do funny. lots of shit like that. But, like, you know, or just, like, I don't know. Just usually lots of, like, really, like, turn-up music, you know? I don't know. I, I guess it's just... I feel like I'm so far removed from it right now, which is crazy. I don't, I don't know how you feel, but like, I feel like I took three months off right in the beginning of the pandemic. I was mm-hmm. like, I need to like figure out a new career, you know, and just like didn't even open my laptop, didn't listen to a single song, wow. you know? And it's weird because like I was really on top of everything for so long. Like every single week I had five dj services and i would check yeah, like yeah, four yeah. of them be like yeah dj city for my reggaeton yeah, or yeah, like yeah. i was the same way yeah, yeah, yeah and then like uh i forgot what else i was using direct music service for you know a remix of like this like top 40 pop song but so it like you know bangs in the club or whatever yeah, yeah. and just like watching billboard every week you know yeah. what i mean and yeah, then yeah. going on tiktok doing your homework yeah, yeah doing yeah. my homework and now like for the last like five months i just have been like finding music for myself mm. you know and it's weird which is crazy because like djs lose that ability yeah because you're so concerned about what the people want yep. like what so like it was funny because like during during uh the pandemic and everything i've been like like say an album would drop yeah. and I'm like listening and I'm like, I can't differentiate if I'm listening to it f- as song. Like, am I saying this is a good song because I can play it yeah. or because I like it? Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I think I fucked up my own brain. Like, yeah. I don't know if I like this. Yeah. I know people like it. Yeah. Or yeah. People will like it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like, I was so into the, like, okay, this is going to work in this crowd. Right. At this time. Exactly. And this is where I file this music. And everything was like that. It was like this mathematical process of downloading and filing, putting in three cue points, yep. you know, exactly. and like, and it, yeah, like my, my brain has been totally rewired since exactly. March. So it's yeah. like, I listen to albums now, shit that I haven't done in years. Not, not like records. Like, I mean, I, I have records, but like yeah. they haven't moved in like, yeah. you know, years. <laughs> so um, but you know, just like listening to music and listening to albums, like all the way through and like, yeah. you just forget what that's like to have that like experience. Yeah. Cause, you know? cause, cause for us, yeah, like listening to albums is, is, is part of the job, you know? So when you remove the job from it, you're like, Oh wow. I'm like leisurely listening now. Yeah. Like it's now it's people enjoy this. Like I forgot, I forgot that. Like I have a random question for you. Yeah, let's do it. What, uh, what's, what's it like at whiskeys? Oh, like the, the New Hampshire shit. Yeah. Yo, it, it's funny. Um, Oh God! Um, like, is it is it raging? <gasps> like, is it- uh, no. So it's n- n- it it's impossible. I think it's impossible to recreate like peak, like downtown Boston yeah. club right now. Right, right. I think it's raging in terms of what we're used to. So, like, you know, across the pandemic, I've been doing a lot of like brunches and mm-hmm. lounges where it's like everybody sitting and yeah. You know, everyone's super far apart, and and so I'm playing vibey stuff. So, like, the first time I played at Whiskey's um, in November, it was, like, the most real party I've done in, like, nine months. Okay. Um, And, like, they had, like, they have this, like, I don't know how to, it's, like, a ramp. Okay. With, like, pillars. Okay. On one side that, like, divides, like, it's, it's so hard. So, it's, like, bar, dance floor pillar ramp thing bar behind it okay so a little space yeah 
and like girls were standing on it and like twerking and stuff like and i was just like oh shit like <laughs> like you know I, I, I like like i said this is the closest yeah like, this is the most party i've had right it wasn't wall-to-wall packed okay you know what i mean because i just think numbers wise it's just you know there's still more people that would rather not do that than would yeah yeah um and but yeah there were moments where i was like oh shit like just because i wasn't used to it right you know that's what, what i'm mean? saying yeah like like i was i was just i was literally like the mad times i was like holy fuck like and, and it's one of those things where like i was reading where like People are like, imagine like putting your fingers in a bowling ball right now. You, you would think twice because like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, one of yeah, those yeah. things that like, you know, like uh, even when you like see two people hug, you're like, <gasps> yeah, you know? So like I was, I was, and the thing is like the, the, the gigs I do take, like, like whiskey's has a full booth. Like no one can get anywhere near me. Like that, like I felt okay. Yeah. But there were just moments where I would look up and I was just like, oh shit, like these girls are wild. Right, like, right. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not saying that to hate because at, at this mm-hmm. point I'm just like, you know, be responsible, obviously, yeah, yeah. everybody in the world, please. But, yeah. like, I also know what it feel not what it feels like, but, like, I've also seen, like, somebody losing their business right in front of me. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to being in this industry because you, you're, you're like, yeah, these people, like we were saying, they need a way to make money. And right. so, and, and that's where, like, because I see, like, the promoters and, like, the, the owner of Whiskey's, like, on Facebook, I'm Facebook friends with them, and they're like, Hey, like New Year's, like blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. And yeah. People on the comments are like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like, I know, I know, and that's like that's why I wanted to ask you because like I see the flyers and I'm like, it's it's just see, it feels so foreign to me right now. Yeah, and I'm not like I'm not judging it at all, but like yeah. when I see it, I'm like, oh my god, like yeah, life is still happening. Yeah, I mean, I had I battled with it, um, you know, on and off, and like and you know, and I've rejected plenty of gigs because I'm like, uh, like because there's some spots that are doing. I, I know this place in, in Manchester, they're throwing a, a pool party on the first. Jesus Christ. You know, so shit like that where I'm like, a pool party is definitely... That's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. way you can make it, like, not... Right. Not not safe. Right. I think. Um, and so shit like that, I was like, no. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and yeah, so I battled with it a lot. and it, But it's one of those things where, for me, I was like... You know, I was doing, like, 222, a lot of, like, all their brunches. Yeah. Like, I did it for, like, eight weeks in a row. And yep. I was like, okay, this is something I can do. I'm in a booth, and people are just having dinner and over there and whatever. And I remember when they had pulled up the new guidelines and new restrictions, like, we couldn't do that anymore. Like, I think one of the things was, like, no more, like, entertainment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, lost a paycheck, a weekly paycheck that I was getting, whatever. Yeah. And then I would see, like, DJ homies I knew in Atlanta, like, Gucci Mane coming tonight on a <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. I, I seen that too. VIP right. eight hundred and I'm like, I'm like, I literally just lost like my dinner brunch set. Yeah, and like Atlanta's fully wild. Right yeah, now. you know Atlanta's what I mean. And fully so, wilding. and then um, uh, before last week, I was working in office. Yeah, um, I just started working from home, but I was working in office, and so every day, Monday through Friday, I was uh going into a room for eight hours with. 30 to 35 people I didn't know. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so when I'm like, okay, every day I'm quote unquote risking my life to work or whatever. What at that point, why should I say no to something that I'm, I feel confident that I'm going to be safe in. Yep. But the difference is, and I'm working, but yeah. the difference is I'm working with something I love doing. Right, right, you right. Feel what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so that was where I was. Yep. And and I had to explain that to people to the, for them to, to kind of understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like there are times where I'm like, fuck, like, should I be here? Right. You know, but at the same time, like I told you before we started, I've been tested like 30 times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I've been like, tested. Like, like I doesn't matter. Like, I, right. Right. Like I, I'll 
uh, like on my close friends on Instagram, I'll like post my nugget and like do like a little dance or whatever. Yeah. And um, people DM me and be like, yo, how many times have you been fucking? Dead? And I'm like, bro, you see, like to be able to do this, like I got to, I want to make sure like I'm not hurting anybody. Right. Um, and, and there are people that are like, yeah, I've been tested once like back in June. Yeah. And I'm like, so, so then when, so then when you look at it, like who's the safer person, yeah. you know, it's like all these different variables and, and shit. And, and so the way I, I was, I've been looking at it is like, you know, especially when I was going in office, I'm like, I'm already around, like, risking my life every day, and I'm going to get tested anyway. Like, yeah. I'm going to take this gig. Right, right, you right, right. I mean? And and obviously, like, you definitely don't need to justify it. I'm just curious because, like, yeah. for me, as being a person, I, I mean, I was gigging out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. God for the last six years, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. So it just it's just weird because like when I when I see it like a flyer or something, I'm always like, holy shit, like, yeah, this is it's still happening, yeah, somewhere, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I explain to my friends now, like I'm like, yo, I got to drive an hour to catch a gig, and it's sometimes, you yeah, know? it's 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 there are weeks in between. Like I was just like you, like playing four times a week, right, weekly, um, and. Uh, it's it's definitely different. Like, uh, there's some places that are just wild. I mean, New Hampshire. What is it like? Live free, or, like, yeah. Live free or die, or, or yeah. Die or whatever. Or get and, get rich or die trying. Yeah. Free, <laughs> live, yeah, yeah. Hard. And 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 it's funny because like, you know, the managers, the owners of these places, they're like, yeah, like Boston, huh, huh. Like, come to New Hampshire and yeah. have a good time. And right. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, now you're just like kind of being a dick about it. Like, you're just like you're uh like putting the little treat in front of us to like, yeah. you know, and fuck with us a little. And like, and, and I was explaining this to someone else. I'm like, imagine if you put like your whole, you like say family run or like it came from a family, like put all your marbles in this business, this industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you know. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, they take it away from you and they, and, and okay. A pandemic happens. Like you got to stop, but then they don't support you. Right. And exactly. so if you have the opportunity to be open, right. Save your you're business. not you're not forcing people to go. Mm-hmm. You're just open because yep. you can be. Yeah, you have every right to do that. Right. If people choose to, if if three hundred people choose to come, you're you're able to eat off that and like. But that's the people. Like you should like be kind of side eyeing the people, not the not the venue. You yeah. know what I'm saying. But don't let three hundred people in. <laughs> right, but right, but but I'm saying what I'm saying is like. Like no, I know what you mean. It's, yeah. If they put their livelihood in, in to be like their 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 livelihood, the last twenty years have been to be open. All right. Yeah. I think they have the right to be open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They should be like, yeah, hey, cap it at sixty or whatever, and like we could spread them out like this, and this is the way we're gonna do it. We don't make as much money, but we're gonna be able to do. It. We can make some money. We can pay out our waitresses. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Um. It's it's so easy to say like, hey, I have this office job that I can work at from my living room. They shouldn't be doing that. Yes. You know what I mean? I like, totally, it's yeah. so easy to say that, mm-hmm. but, you know, even to the DJ who's put all their marbles into DJing, like, yeah. this is something that they love doing and now it's gone. Yeah. And so who are you to say, don't take that gig? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. I, I have a friend who uh, survived cancer and he's, you know, and so obviously he's super safe like literally has not lived his left his house yeah and you know and he'll text me and be like yo like i don't understand how you feel comfortable doing this right you know what i'm saying like and so those little conversations where i'm like you know i can understand why you feel that way but you know i kind of give him the spiel that i was just giving and he was just like no i i understand where you're coming from but but then it's just like the stupid girls who just go to dinner just go to dinner like i I don't know it's 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 tough it's 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 a weird teetering thing people like us who are 
you know, you were closer to manage, you know, closer to ownership. Like, so you have that soft spot of like, right. I get it. You yeah. Know, you want to be open more than anything, yeah. but you also don't want to like exacerbate something like a right, pandemic. Right, it's, right, right, right. Yeah. Tough. It's, it's, it's just really tough. And there's like, there's, there's so many arguments on both sides of it, you yeah. know, and it's just like, yeah, it's just weird, you know, and, and, and it's just weird for me because then, you know, there's been just times where I'm like, uh, I guess like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I guess I'm not a DJ anymore. And then with all this stuff, I was like, Oh wait, no, I guess I still am, you yeah. know, like, so it's just, it's just changed so much for me. And, yeah. um, but yeah, man, I mean like, you know, no, 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 like no, like uh shade to anybody that's mm -hmm. trying to mm -hmm. save their business as long as they're being responsible. I mean, I think, don't get me wrong. I think there's people who've, who've gotten a bite again and, and then like are overdoing it. Like, like I said, like yeah. this pool party doesn't need to happen. No, no, you that's, that's, that's and, a like, little too crazy. And, and, and I know, uh, some dudes that, um, I had played an event of a couple months ago and they're like, yo, like if you want to stay, you know, you know, you're the DJ. Like if you want to stay, like we, we, we got like some strippers in the back. Yeah. Like, you know, we're doing like after hours shit. And I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, yo, y'all are just like, y'all yeah. are getting a little, like you that's, have the bite. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't take the whole cake. You right, know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I was just like, okay, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so don't get me wrong. Like, there's some people that need to do what they need to do, but then there's, yeah. there's, don't get me wrong. There's some people that are like indulging We're indulging. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I want things to be as normal, normal as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm losing my max contract years. Yeah. Um, you know, I just turned 26. Like yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be doing this right now. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, so, but you know, as long as everyone's safe, like I said, like I've taken the extra step to, be tested that many times to just to make sure everything's good. Like, especially every time I take a gig like that, I'm like, I got to go straight to it and, and make sure we're, we're good. And luck, you know, luckily I haven't been sick. Um, but you never know as always. Knock um, on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> All right. Um, but, um, I, I was, I was interested cause, uh, 12, so 12 years ago you started with good life. Yeah. Approximately. And so what were you doing before that? Uh, so I was a newspaper reporter. <laughs> so writer or yeah, reporter? writer, writer, okay. writer, reporter. Yeah. So, um, I had always just, I was just always a DJ on the side as right, a hobby. Right. And, um, but I was like really into it and like really determined to Did like you go to college? Shit. Yeah. UMass Boston. And did you study like writing or, or no no like I, I i just didn't know what i wanted to do so i, I went to school for like philosophy and then the okay. very last year i got on like the school newspaper and then i got like an internship at like a a uh, the boston globe oh dope. yeah and then i i pursued that and i pursued djing at the same time and then um so obviously this is how watched i am this is like <laughs> print print fucking journalism <laughs> something that was around before you were born yeah, young the, man the, the, the fossils uh, yeah right so so <laughs> i uh you know print journalism was dying and i i basically like was making more money djing on the side mm. so i was just like fuck it so cuz then my next question was going to be when you get offered to work full time as like this dj and then like behind the scenes at good life like was it I was going to ask, was it a difficult transition or like something you had to it ponder? It was really or? tough because I wanted to stay in journalism. But oh, yeah, it okay. was like completely falling apart all around me at the time. Right. So, but I just was like, I don't want to be a fucking old man DJ. You know what I mean? And like, 
But I mean, the thing is, is like you got to kind of just follow the money, you know, mm. whatever's happening and, and like just go in that general direction. Um, and that's what I did, you know, mm. and like I had I had I, I had been working so hard on the side DJing anyway that like, you know, Peter kind of offered the job to me, you know, cause he just saw like, I did fresh produce, I think for like two years at good life. And we had, we had like, uh, 5,000 paper flyers and we would hand out all 5,000 of them. Like legit. This is like, yeah. you know, early, early on Boston. So yeah. like we were, we were pushing, I mean, there's no Instagram and right. Facebook n- events. Exactly. And, like yeah. we were pushing this shit fucking hard. Like yeah. we were like out on the streets, like come to this shit, come to this shit. Um, and then that's how I just ended up working full time. Um, and yeah, I mean, now I, I don't regret it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, I'm, I'm working in a, a different field now and it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, for the longest time I was just like, oh, am I doing the right thing here? Like, mm. you know, like, is this what I want to be doing? And, you know, I kind of realize now, like those are the best years and I had the most fun and like whatever happens from here on out, it's just kind of like, we're just, you just got to adapt, you know? Mm-hmm. And I look back at like everything I did there uh, with fondness, you know, like just have tons of good memories, got to meet like a ton of DJs and producers that, you know, I had a lot of respect for. And, you know, the people that I worked with were like family, you know, mm-hmm. and I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. But you I know? feel like, <laughs> like when you said like you were the one for three hours cutting pieces of purple plastic or whatever like yeah. but you did it because like at the end of th- you were doing it for something you were really into or really loved doing right you know what i mean and i i think anyone would say that's worth more than you know say like a steady paycheck at an office job or oh whatever, yeah you know what i mean absolutely 100 percent. i mean like there sometimes it was tough to see when it was like happening right, but uh right. thousand percent you know, like when those parties were like really popping off, I remember there was like one or two years of purple where it was like Manny Fresh followed by like DJ Drama followed oh by like, God. it was like one after the other after just the bangers. other. <laughs> yeah. Bangers, and like, yeah. even though like, you know, all seven years of the memories are definitely not the greatest memories. Like when I think back on it, I think back on like those parts of it that were incredible you know like and i remember i'll never forget the night that manny fresh was there that was the most packed i had ever seen it down there for purple and i i i had to leave i was like i can't handle this it was just it was too hot there's too many people and people were going so wild and i was just like i just remember my heart was palpitating i was like this is great (laughs) like i've been here since like 11 a.m cutting out like purple squares and now there's like you know 150 people like going crazy over uh whatever what was the big manny fresh song oh big timers Oh, you know? God, yeah, 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 seeing that live. Damn, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to wait for that song. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm fucking out of yeah. here. I mean, and that, that's like the crowd that like, you know, they're not there for back that ass up. They're there for like, yeah. you know, the other joints. Yes. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely not that song. Who do you, what, do you think Manny Fresh was like the, the biggest artist you, you for, had for Purple? For Purple, um, Metro Boomin. Metro yeah, Boomin yeah, and, 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 and Manny Fresh were probably tied. Metro Boom, it was is funny. It's new school, like new wave. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, this is you know me being washed again. <laughs> I, I remember Jeremy from Steady Lean, and was like, "This is gonna be 
the biggest purple of all time. And I was like, all right, easy, young man. Like, I think old knife knows a thing or two about, like, what's going to bring the kids out. And, like, there was literally kids hanging from the pipes. Off, like, it, it was fucking nuts. It was really, really crazy. That was one of the craziest purples ever yeah. by far. I can, Yeah, I can only imagine. I think he was, like, 19. Yeah. I think I scared the shit out of him, too. Like, I, I like... <laughs> said some shit to him when I was drunk. I was like, you got to go come outside and give me a drop for my mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And did, then like two years later, he was like the biggest. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, world. I was, I was going to ask like, did he, was he someone that like needed a ride or like, was he big headed or uh, no? Cause it was still really early on in his career, you know? So uh, his rider was like nothing. And he was the nicest dude, you know, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I don't know what he would be like now. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Super popping now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I I know um you had had like DJ Paul and uh, Paul Wall as well. Right? Yeah, so DJ Paul was super cool. Paul Wall uh, was super cool too. I just remember DJ Paul. I picked him up in my car, and oh no he, way! Yeah, he got in my car. And he's just like, he's like, "What's your favorite position?" And I was just like, oh, "Wait, wait, wait a minute." <laughs> uh, I, I was like. <laughs> No, he was like, what's your position? And I was just like, oh, you know, I, I work, um, I'm the promoter, and I'm like the resident DJ. He's like, nah, man, what's your favorite sexual position? And I was like, what? And it was like it was like him and like four four people in my little fucking like Honda car. And like I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, Yo, it, like you're was, like the one white guy? Yeah, like, the yeah, one, yeah, exactly. And, and, and then like his, his rider was crazy. I'm it sure was, it was. It was yeah, like yeah. 60 bandanas or something like that, and I got all 60. Bandanas. I don't even. I don't even a co- like a specific color or like. I think just they bandanas. were black bandanas. I think that's so. Yeah, weird. it was. We- it was weird, but I. I bought everything. <laughs> yeah. It was New Year's Eve, and I remember that. Oh shit! And he came down the stairs, and he was dressed in like a Phantom of the Opera, like costume, and he stopped at the bar. He got like four drinks, and then he just like. Just like we had like a makeshift stage, and then he just like performed right in front of everybody. It was really weird. Wait, so he performed? He didn't DJ? No. Oh. <laughs> but we hired him to DJ. Yeah, that's what. Oh, shit. That's he not is the first a DJ. Time. Like, yeah. He, like, he's a, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's like. Um, I think maybe he played a couple of joints, but like he was like, he would run back there and then run back out. And it yeah. was more. I mean, like he's definitely a sh- like showman. Yeah. And he was great. It, yeah. It's, 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 it's funny because like. Uh, because I'm not that old, but I know 3 Six Mafia pretty yeah, well. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and the thing is. I feel like a lot of people know them from like Papa My Carlos, They Fly, but before yep. that, yeah, they were like, insa- just these insane dudes, like right. crazy. What were tear, tear the tear the club up thugs? Wasn't I yeah, think? it was it was something. Fuck, let me. Yeah, I don't want to be wrong on the fucking show. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, they they had like crazy like mosh records from in like the south that were like, like which which got them popping or whatever, and then they started doing like the more mainstream stuff after that. Um, I'll find it because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was like I think some of my first exposure to like the shit that we were playing, like before even yeah, purple yeah. was like even. Damn, out. this is there's like there's like too many songs that they're referencing. I don't know like which one's which. We'll figure it out. Um, tear, tear the club up. Yeah, yeah. tear the club up. Ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. 1997, yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, because cause, cause they're, like, I, I think 3-6 Mafia, as, like, many people know them, that was, like, 2004, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Like, they had this whole, like, 
old wave that like no like I guess people my age don't really know about. Right. Yeah. And so like I guess when you have DJ Paul like. He's gonna do those records. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of shit. You know, he, he definitely <laughs> didn't just do the hits. You know, he yeah, like, exactly. He, he yeah, went yeah. deep into the bag a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's that's fire. And then so and Paul Wall just performed a couple songs. Yeah, or? and then Paul Paul Wall just did like I think ten songs or something like that. Damn, that's fire. Yeah, that was dope. That was cool. You know, that was like right near the end of 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 Purple. We were like we were we were gonna go on break for like a short period of time, and then it was just like you know pandemic hit and we were like yeah, all right yeah. well now it's yeah, yeah now no, it's, it's done official. for real yeah, yeah. you know but what what would just fine because i don't know like he was a good dude to go out on you mm. know what i'm saying like i love paul wall yeah you know? no he's he's one of those dudes that like you can't if you like hip-hop like you can't dislike you can't like hate on paul no wall. not at all like, he's just like always been a good energy and like yeah. all of his features are insane yeah like, and super like good. he just <laughs> seems like a good dude and yeah. it comes across in his music you know so um, and so your position at Good Life, what, it was music director? Or? So I guess, like, technically it was booking, promotions, and I don't know. Do I have my fucking card? <laughs> booking, promotions, and public relations. That was what my business card said. And then it kind of became, like, also, like, the social, well, it became, like, social media. Mm-hmm. Like, that that became the, like, promotions by the end mm-hmm. of it. But I did all the booking. I cut all the checks. I, like, ran the calendar and, like, tried to, like get every single DJ onto the calendar at some point and just did this like heavy balancing act of like egos and right, you know, like that kind of shit. So it's like, Oh, I know this person wants to be on a Saturday because if he doesn't have people in front of them on a Friday, he's going to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. So he goes here and this person goes there. And then it was also kind of like based off of like whatever nights were like, you know, bringing in, bringing in the most money that kind of shit so it was a delicate like balancing act that like we had to do every month but also like we tried really hard to get everybody in there at least once right and if not like get them into the like dj appreciation night at the very least you know we tried to like touch every single dj in new england in some way you know and i can honestly say that we i think did a pretty good job of it yeah yeah i remember so we would i mean when it's your night, like a DJ appreciation night, everyone's trying to talk to you. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, that that <laughs> night especially, not so yeah, much purple. Yeah. You know, purple was right, like right. like it was like not like that because purple was like bigger than us. Purple purple had its like own identity and people right. had their own relationship to it. But with DJ appreciation, it was very much me. Yeah, you know, because I yeah. I had to send out like the um like the actual invitations in the mail. And the funny thing about that party was like cause you you got your invitation yep. in the mail, right? Yep. That party ran off of jealousy, just from getting those, just from getting a piece of mail. Like not getting the mail. It's like oh right. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly yeah. that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like also somebody would post it and then yeah. somebody else would be like, I want that. In the yeah. Mail. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, a yeah, 25 yeah. cent stamp yeah. basically was the biggest driving force of that entire party outside of the secret. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. DJ was the other part, but like, I think people more wanted to be like included in like, like getting something in the mail, which is weird. I mean, I think DJing is so validation driven. Oh yeah. So like when it's like, Oh, here's something for DJs. If you don't get invited, you're probably not considered a DJ. Right. You know what I'm saying? The problem with that was I always got beef and like people would talk shit online about it, but it was only because the way you can't invite a DJ 
well, we used to do it just through Facebook and you can't invite somebody that you're not friends with. So if I wasn't friends with somebody and I didn't know that person, I wasn't able to invite them. Right. So like sometimes people will get left off of that DJ appreciation list and I would see them talking shit and I'd be like immediately try to reach out and be like, hey man, I'm sorry. Like I yeah. just didn't, we weren't friends on Facebook. That's the only right. reason you didn't get like, you know, like yeah. a, an invite, you yeah. know. Which is a testament to literally how nice of a guy you are. Cause like if it were me, I'd be like, all right, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always felt bad because like the point of that was like to have every single DJ. Like, no, yeah. And, and, and that's what, and that's where I was going to go to. Cause like the, the two minutes that I was able to just catch you and be like, hey, like happy to be here. Yeah. Good job with this. You, you were, you were talking. It was like me and a bunch of other dudes. And you were just saying like, oh yeah, like, um, because I, I hadn't thought this deep because, um, well, one thing I noticed, I was like, okay, there's the people that I know for sure. But then there's people that, like, I've only heard of. Yeah. There's people that I, I'm only Instagram or Facebook friends with. And then there's people I've never fucking heard of, but everyone else seems to know. Yep. You know what I mean? Which was cool. And then, so, someone had asked you something, but you were like, yeah, like, I had reached out to, like, the Soka DJs and, like, yep. the international DJs. You you reached out to, um, I don't know the, the correct term, but, like, uh, like, uh people do like uh like the lb lgbtq yeah, yeah, community yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. like um and and when you were saying that i was like thinking and i was like that's a lot of shit to cover yeah <laughs> like, man. That's, a, that's a lot to a lot of people and a lot of things to consider and like so that's what i was kind of like alluding to in the beginning like when you do that for however many years like it's like yo that's exhausting work it was exhausting i so i would get an intern to help me every year and that was like you know what i would always try to do is like get somebody to help me do the mailing because like that was always like a, you know, like a, a tough part. Like I could kind of reach out to everybody, you know, for the most part, I, I guess there were certain people that never got an invite and I always felt bad about it. Cause I'd hear, hear about it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, secondhand like comments mm-hmm. like, man, fuck that place. Fuck that party. <laughs> and I'll be like, no man. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I definitely had help, you know, and people helped out and like people like sponsored it. Like Red Bull would give us money, Narragansett, PBR, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we we had help. So, and it, it was a big undertaking, but for the most part, like I think we got like a really good cross section of almost everybody. The yeah. goth DJs, you know, yeah, like there's so, so many different, yeah. like you forget that there's like yeah. DJs in all these different genres. Scenes, in the city. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. No, that's definitely, I mean, and it's crazy because I talk about it. You know, I'll be like, you know, there's the wedding DJ scene yep. and there's the club and the and the indie and the and everything like that. Like, you know, especially like, for example, um, DJ's like, oh, yeah, like I played everywhere. And I'm like, yo, but there's this like like club cafe, I think it's called. Yes. Where it's like the gay scene. Yeah. It's like, have you ever tapped in? Dude, there? I never got to play there. Yeah. I, but because yeah. I mean, which they should. But like, you know, they hire gay DJs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. that's their scene. Right. You know what I mean? So. So it's one of those things that like there's these little nooks and crannies that like you just don't you just like don't think about or forget. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. like you're in this room with them and you're like, oh, shit, like you probably and the thing is you probably get fucking busy. Like you're probably nasty. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. It's just, but it's just like some of these scenes don't cross. Yeah, you know? they never. Yeah, that was the, the beautiful thing about that party it was, when it, it works, when it yeah, works. It was. You know? I, I was connecting with just so many people that like, like I said, either heard of or just like have ne- would never ever able to meet otherwise and then found out like later like when i like looked into them and i was like yo they're actually like dope as fuck yep um and so like i said i was no lucky but unlucky that that was like my first and last yeah that was something that was really dope and i think a lot i mean i think i'm sure you got this every year but like really dope that you were the one to put that together yeah thank you and and also the interns were like huge because like i oh my god (laughs) shout out to um megan lord who went on to throw a 
party called Shake at Good Life, which was a cool little underground dance party. Dope. But she was the first person that was able to organize like what I was trying to do and created like a template for mm. all the uh, other wow. years. She was like, here's how you do a mail merger for all of the DJs from this Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, like yeah. this is like shit that I should know, but I'm fucking washed and I don't know how to do <laughs> any of that shit. So like basically like this this the, the one uh girl that was like one of the original interns like really helped organize the process of of dj appreciation and then that like lasted for like the next five years mm. and like whoever else came in to like help like we had this like we had literally had this like instruction sheet that she wrote out she was like here's what you do with the names here's how you get them onto the labels here's how they're gonna go out the door like and i was like oh thank god that you did mm -hmm. this because mm -hmm. that's key man yeah man yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody to help you organize your <laughs> messed up brain yeah, you know yeah. so no that shit was super dope um that was awesome. I, I like I, I can't even like describe it. it was like networking but everyone's dj minded so like everyone nerds out yep like when z trip went on like like my just jaw was to the floor and like i got eyes were glued to him and like it, it was just one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm in a room with like-minded people that are all, like, nerding out over this shit. You yeah, know man. I mean? and, and, and it's just, like, yeah, yeah, we're constantly at parties with other people that like parties. But, like, you know how it is, like, if you do a cool transition, like, you're like. <gasps> yeah, 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 and, yeah. Like, no one reacts, you know right. what I mean? But, like, if, you know, when you're watching someone who's super talented and, like, everyone's just like, oh, like, because everyone gets it. Everyone's like-minded. Like, yeah. it was just one of those. It was, it was definitely, like, a highlight of my year. And um, I used to like always do a speech every year and uh, it changed obviously a lot. Once yeah. I remember your I, speech. Actually, I got yeah. sober, but like I would always, <laughs> I was uh, always yelling at the uh, old DJs for like not being nice to the you young did, DJs. You did that. I you always did that. Did that. Yeah, yeah. I was like no one cares about your fucking turntables. Yo, you literally yeah. said that I died. Cause they're yeah, always yeah. like, these kids are not controllers. Once I got a controller, I was like, I'm not, picking up a fucking turntable again what, what i mean what controller or what control do you like uh just now, srt or? 1000 that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing but yeah. not that you know i, I love turntables yeah, like yeah. i love them and i just i don't mean the greatest thing about good life is they were just there yeah you yeah. could just hit play you right. know but like most venues if they have turntables they're so fucking old and yeah. beat, up beat up and don't work and it's or just, they don't have needles or yeah like, no needles you know, no never needles yeah no know? vinyl right like, Good Life had everything. It was like, but it, but it was like it was such a DJ's club. You yeah, know what I mean, so and that's how you knew. Like, there's some places where they're like, yeah, like no booth monitor, no, yeah, no booth like, monitor. They're, they're, they're like that. That mixer might work. Yeah, and there's some maybe RCA somewhere, yep. and I'm like, sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck that. I mean, we've all had to deal with it a yeah. lot. You know, and I'm, 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 I've, I've been so used to like playing in rooms where the sound is just complete shit yeah. and the sound was pretty good. I mean, the sound deteriorated a little bit over time at good life. That was another thing that really sucked is rate even like in the beginning of the pandemic, like, cause we didn't think the pandemic was going to last this long. Obviously like we put in all new speakers. Oh, like, really? yeah, oh, like no. it was like, it was going to like, we tested it out. Shout out to, uh, Stevie B and DJ Joshua Carl, they like oh, yeah. redid like the the sound in there, and we were gonna like announce it to oh, everybody, like, no. and it sounded fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, this is like, I think April, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's fucking almost January, and like <laughs> we're like, all right. <laughs> and that was the thing is like we really, you know didn't want people to think that it was gone forever because like we had these like grandiose plans of 
getting the shit back open. Right. So we'll and see. Like, and like better. Yeah, yeah. And even better. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. But yeah. you know, the future is yet to be. Yeah. Told. It's that the whole conversation about like controllers and hardware and all that stuff. It, it's such an interesting one. And I don't know how prevalent of a conversation is in other like cities and industries and stuff. But I know in Boston, it's pretty rough. Um, there's a lot of hate a lot of hate yeah and and i'm someone that like um like i own a controller like honestly like i just don't want to spend that money yeah and and but don't get me wrong like i have my my boy who has uh turntables and i like poke at him and i'm like please let me just come over yeah you know what i mean yeah and i've learned how to calibrate and tone arm and need like like made it a point to learn it yeah um but yeah i get like like literally uh I posted some transition or something and someone DM me was like, but you can't do it on turntables. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> and they're, they're like, you've never posted you. I'm like, cause I don't own them. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, why would I'm, you say that? I'm, I'm like, if you want to buy them for me, I will show that you that I can do it. Right. But you don't. So yeah. shut up. You know Who what I mean? Who fucking cares? Uh, and, and it's funny cause Amadizi was the same. Like, so um, at Tori's party, we had just used like one of the other DJ on the bills. Like, and he had like a tiny, yeah, ass, he's got that little, like, he had a little thing. And, and, um, you know, uh, that night, you know, there was, like, a couple club guys, like, me or whatever, and then there was, like, a OG, like, Amadizi, and then, like, these new guys, so it was, like, this big mix, so Tori was, like, I don't know if, like, y'all are comfortable, if y'all want to, like, unplug and plug hardware, and I was just, like, no, like, if one's there, like, yeah, fuck there's it. no point in, like, doing that, and, and Amadizi was, like, one who was, like, no, it doesn't matter, like, yeah. like he was, like, I don't care how small they say, I'm DJing on it, and, I was, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and that was the first time I met him, so I was, like, yeah. oh, look at like OG, like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I respect, like I respect that. And, he, and and when we were texting after the fact, like he was just like, yeah, like people are too big headed, whatever. Like it's just yeah. about the music. But when I was like, oh, I like you. Yeah. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I've still never met him. Um, Bobby Bangers. You never met him? No. What? So, How so, is that possible? So, so so I've never met him. Well, well, think about. It. I'm a. Tw- I was a 25 year old guy playing in clubs like. Uh, we don't really cross paths, you know what I mean? He was definitely at the last DJ appreciation, though. Probably. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. So, so you know, super respected in the city. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I've seen, like, video. I've heard all about it. Like, he's someone that, like, if I met him, I'd be like, yo, like, I've heard a lot about you. You're super dope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was. It was someone that had us as mutual Facebook friends. Yeah. And they had posted this thing that was, like, it was some, like, talking down to... Like controller to blah 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 blah, and and they had like posted a picture of like them with their S nine and their turntables. Yeah, and I commented just to being being a dick, and I was just like, that S nine is literally a controller. To right. me, to me, an S nine like it's I so agree. powerful. Yeah, that like like okay, you can have a, a DJ that is like super beginner, super novice, like, and they have the turntables, but they're just if they're constantly just using the pads. Yes. And just timing it right. Right. They're DJing great and doing good blends with their ears and stuff. Yeah. But they don't have to touch the turntables ever. Because right, right, the right. Because that powerful. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, if, you, if you're going to do the whole conversation about that, like, don't go gloating your S9. The S9 is literally a controller. Yeah. And that's, and that's yeah. basically what I was saying. Right. Uh, Bobby, like, and mine, we're not Facebook friends, but we're mutual. So, like, we can yeah. see each other's conversation. And he come, he goes, how does that make any sense? Like, so you're going to tell me an S9 can can play songs? And I was like... If you use it in a certain way, kind of. Yeah. Like you don't have to touch your, right. your jog wheels or your platters or whatever. Yep. And we got, bro, two-hour-long argument. Right. On, and mind you, we have never met each other. Yeah. And and it took, I think, big tunes yeah. to get in and be like, yo, I fuck with both of you. Right. Like, I get what both of you are saying, but, like, 
this got to stop. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. one of those things where like, I just had time that day. Yeah, you had, you had and, a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I think I was just like sitting in my bed just like. And then and, and part, part of it was like I was just like repping for my, the young heads now. Right, right, right. Because right, I mean? right. like I think, you know, even though I don't own turntables, like I think I put just as much like love and consideration into the art of DJing yep. to not like I don't think it's fair to like put, be put down if I don't own right techniques you know what I yeah mean? yeah absolutely i mean and, and bobby's the fucking man i love him yeah shout out to bobby um but yeah i mean like you have to think of it this way if these controllers didn't come out there really would be no djing anymore for i think people our age to be totally honest with you like i i don't think that like i i think that controllers allowed a new generation of djs to come up mm. and they're to be interest in it for a new generation because mm. like I just think that with the way the world is like not most people are just not going to be able to afford or buy turntables yeah. and it's just like it doesn't really make a ton of sense for I mean, techniques now are like they're the values going up oh yeah for you know sure I mean? so like it's it's hard like it, it, it it's like to say like um you know kids who can't afford private school yeah like, you know what I mean like oh they go to public school so like that's all they can afford. Like they're they're not smart enough. It's like right. no, like it's just resources. Yeah. At the end of the day, resources. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and also, like, I'm not really trying to break my back lugging around all this shit. All yeah, this yeah. Time. I mean, <laughs> there's that too. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like one of the reasons they were yeah. invented. But yeah, like you said, I mean, and they did bring back techniques, but there was like a time where like you couldn't even you know they weren't even making them you know so it's like exactly, yeah. are you gonna find this like artifact machine which is awesome? I love mine. Right. Fucking technique turntables. Don't get me wrong, but. It it doesn't make sense, I think, for a new generation to be expected to buy them. Right. So so my thing is is um if you don't own them, okay, cool. Like no one like to expect someone to just own a six thousand dollar setup yeah. is is stupid. Right? Or to expect a club to even have them. It's yeah, the I mean, thing. yeah, as they as things kind of progress and especially as like I mean, like I can only think of one EDM DJ that plays on vinyl you know what yeah. I mean? so like as that progresses as well but i think there's something to say if i think the first question like sh do you know how to use them yeah that should be the first question not right. do you have them right do you know how to use them right, right right if they're like yeah i know how to use them and like maybe if you want to ask some like validated questions like and it's like okay you clearly know how to use them like cool um and i think that should be it yeah. you know what i mean like because then they they took the time to understand and give uh, respect to like where hip hop came from right. and DJing came from yep. and everything like that. Don't get me wrong. There, there, there's a few DJs I've seen that like, you know, they only own a controller or whatever, whatever. And they're, you know, all dressed up to do a big club gig and stuff. And then like, even on CDJs and they're like, yo, like, why isn't this, why isn't this like sticking to each other? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, come on, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you're the reason I got to like fight with Bobby on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I love you know? It. I'm, I'm like, cause, cause it just shows that like you didn't take the time to realize that controller to CDJs to, to turntables are a three very different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so there are moments where I'm, where I'm like, okay, now I'm the cranky old head. That's like, you at least try, like, right. At least try yeah. it. And, yeah. And, and, and you should, you should try yeah. If you have access, you should try yeah. yeah. If you don't, you should not be shamed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause like now I'm like, I'm like, do I just buy fucking turntables just so people get off my dick? Like, I don't know. You know nope, what I mean? Like, not at all. And, and so like, like when, like literally last week's I got, I got that DM and yeah. I was just like, yo, like a lot of the reasons like I post like, you know, my transition stuff is like, you know, to just show that like, Hey, trying to push the culture forward. Yeah. Like, the art, whatever. Yeah. You take it seriously. I can see yeah. it. You know, like I would never shame somebody like for 
like putting in the effort to put in right. and make real blends and, yeah. and like take their mixes seriously yeah, and not exactly. be on the microphone for like yeah. all of their set, you know, like that's that, th those are the only things that like drive me nuts. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, like supposed old head. I feel like I'm definitely like a lot more open-minded than like, you know, most DJs, but like, yeah, don't talk on the microphone during the chorus of the song, mm. you know, don't repeat songs if you can. Oh yeah, repeat. You know, like those are like yeah. the very few rules that I kind of like yeah. still adhere yeah. to. But as far as the fucking turntable is concerned, I don't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> people should not be judged on that. That's yeah, that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's always such an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I think as time goes on, people are being more accepting of it, and especially like, excuse me, when the SRT came out. And people realized that it, you know how powerful it was, and it was light, and it was super portable. Like a lot of the old heads were like, "Damn, I kind of like they they like I got myself one." Like, oh man, now I can just bring this around and yeah. like whatever. And I was like, "Yeah, exactly." It's like, still it's hard like, to cut on that thing now. I yeah, still have oh, a hard yeah, time like, cutting like, on it. Yeah, cutting. Um, I mean, that's just like uh, jog, wheel. jog wheel to platter. Yeah, like it's just it's just different. Yeah, um, like every time I do get back on turntables, I'm like, oh yeah, this there's way more give on this, like yeah. or uh, way more. Uh, uh, friction or whatever right um but uh yeah i mean I, I love it all at the end of the day um but like yeah it's like how many i, I think i've i've used turntables at a club in a boston club once yeah probably I good think. life no it wasn't no uh that night no that night was cdj's okay um yeah. you think we're boring the shit out of people right now <laughs> nah, i don't care i don't care I'm, I'm having a great time i think this is great i mean well and, and, and the thing is and, and that's why i said earlier like with like trying to be strategic with the guests like if i had just 50 djs in a row yeah. we would just be talking about nerdy ass right 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 i just like realized i was like man fuck <laughs> no, that's cool they'll, they'll be fine all right I, I i mean like i've i've had uh like managers of like venues and stuff who like just like shit on DJs like all day and like yeah. people are like yeah that was funny and I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, now I'm gonna get a DJ on and we're gonna talk about how awesome we are <laughs> you know what I mean and so I just try and like mix it up as much as possible yeah um when you're picking so you know you were as you were saying you were in charge of like like there were so many different parties yeah. by different people that were being thrown at good life yeah and they all got to go through you yeah right? yeah 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 that's true they did I mean like rejecting them or like maybe saying, Hey, this isn't for us. Like or, or accepting them. Like how was the toughest thing? Uh, I'll tell you, we would give everyone a chance, but the problem was, is that we had a really hard time letting parties go once they were clearly failing. And that was because those people came into our lives and like they were friends and like families and like, it was tough. There were certain parties. I won't name, you know, yeah, which yeah. ones, obviously. But, like, that was the toughest part of the job was, like, okay, this party has not been making money for, right. like, two years now. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 like, that was to my – that was, like, the, the hardest thing about my job and the right. thing that I will admit that I was not the, the best at. Mm. As far as, like, anybody coming in – like nine times out of ten, we would figure out a way to like get everybody in. Because there's only so many nights. Yeah, you know that's I mean? the thing is like, usually it was like we start you out on a Thursday, then you mm -hmm. graduate to a Friday, and oh. then and then when you get old, we put you <laughs> on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you don't have to do a lot of work. It's almost like a, 
the nursing home Saturday, like kind of like <laughs> mentality. Because that's the thing is, it's like we knew people were coming out because right. it's Saturday night. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. If you can get people out on, on a Thursday, Thursday that yeah. means you've got some fucking shit going right, on. Right, you know? right, right. So that was, it was never hard to like, we almost let everybody in, you know what mm. I mean? But letting people go, that was the toughest part. And like, it was not easy. And sometimes things just dwindled way too fucking long. I mean, you having such like interesting concepts with your own parties, was there ever concepts where you're just like, whoa, like that won't work or like, whoa, like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, I don't think this is the place for it. Like, did you ever run into things? like Yeah. That? It, as good life aged, things became less and less realistic. You know what I mean? Like we started to realize that whenever we were doing underground dance music, we were losing money near the end. So the last couple of years, like we, we kept whittling it down and whittling it down because it was getting tougher to pay the bills, you know? And like, you know, a lot, a lot of the underground dance nights, people would come in and just do drugs and drink water and we would make absolutely no money. Mm. So it was tough, man, because like we always wanted to be this place where we had all these different genres of music being played and being known as that place. But as years went on, it was harder and harder to like uphold that, you know? And then mm. we realized like, okay, the margins are so fucking thin, right. you know? And like, we're just doing this party. So we can still be the cool hit yeah. venue that doesn't have, you know, uh trap reggaeton and uh Afrobeat every, every fucking yeah, night, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we still have this one night, you know, right, we're right, different, right. you know, mm -hmm. but on that night, you know, we would end up losing money. And that right. was like, that was the, that was the toughest thing. And, and, you know, it was a lot of like, we would kind of like hope that people eventually would be like, okay, this isn't working anymore. We're going to end our own shit. And a lot of times they it was like, yeah, no, like, the next one, I promise the next yeah, one. Yeah. That, or they see like the 10 people that are in front of the DJ booth and they're like, I'm fucking killing it. And then like the whole back half of the, that, that's the thing about completely uh, empty. That's the thing about that downstairs is like yeah. the people, the way it's like that DJ booth is set up. Like if you got those, 10 people in front. Yeah, you, you don't think know you're what's going on behind you. Yeah. Smash it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about how um, there's kind of a disparity in um, the scenes in Boston. I think if we were to boil it, boil it, boil it all the way down, it's it's flashy, clubby, bodily. And then, like, I don't know, like, indie, not flashy, <sighs> bodily, clubby. I, don't I, know. I would say it's, like, four things. It's okay. It's bottle service. Yep. And then it's, there's the indie scene, you know, and then there's like your top 40 bar, okay. you know what like, I'm saying? Like, like a college bar. Type. Yeah. Like, okay. like Faneuil Hall, yep, yep. like that, that some areas over there. Yep. Um, and then like underground. Mm -hmm. Did I say underground? You said indie. Oh, I said indie. Are those, uh, um, are they different? Synonymous to you? I don't know. I don't know, maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but good I life, think that's fair. I think yeah. that's fair. I felt like good life fell somewhere in between. You know what I'm saying? Because we had a little bit of all of that going on, except for the bottle service. But there was still some aspects of that that were there a little bit. But I think without Through. the attitude. How? I mean, I just think that like a cover charge and door mm. security and like people getting dressed up is kind of like the three like kind of like main components of bottle service. You know what I mean? Cause there's the bottle obviously and the, st like the status and the person that's pouring that bottle and there's a whole stigma there, but you know, 
outside of that, those are the other three things that exist, I suppose. But, but I think it, it goes even deeper than that yeah. because from what I know is, like, when you put a cover charge, now you're weeding out, how do I say this, like, I don't know, like, people that you might potentially not want there. You know what I mean? I, I, th- I think when you... We were talking, you know, we were talking about like the boneheads that might ruin a night. Like sometimes putting a cover charge or putting a dress code, like that's why there's these insane. Some dress codes I just don't agree with. Yeah, but, like, but putting a dress code sometimes can just like, I don't know. It kind of keeps things a little bit more in control. I don't know the words. I'm really yeah, it's for. weird because it, it can work in reverse too. Because mm-hmm. then like sometimes you get the people that are used to that, and they're usually drawn to like the more bottle servicey kind of venue you know what i mean it's like, like super top notch like dress dress wise yeah like i don't know man i've seen it work both ways i feel like mm. you know i think we maybe tried to do a dress code for like two weeks or something like that at one point i don't even know like for the most part good life is known for you could go in there dressed however the fuck yeah. you wanted yeah but some people would dress up for it. But for the most part, people were like, no, this is the one place I can wear sneakers and yeah. Tim's and yeah. do their thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Cause like I, so I was doing, um, cure. Yeah. Um, and at the same time that the thing had so I had, like the incident had so happened and I was talking to the promoter on cure and I was like, you know, it's also a hip hop night that is, you know, quote unquote urban, blah, 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 blah. Why, why do you think it happens there or not at Cure where we're at? Yeah. He goes, dude, I have a $40 cover charge. It's not happening here. Right. Right. And I was like, ah, and he, and he, and he, it was like 30 to 40. And I, I, was yeah. like, I was like, people pay that much to see me. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, I feel bad for all these right? people. <laughs> but, and he, and he was like, and yeah, like, and we don't, he goes, we don't even like, he's like, dude, we don't like hats and white sneakers in here. You, that's not going to happen here. Yeah. And I was like, you know, as someone who never has to go through cover and, right, and right, the, right, right, I was right, just right. like, oh shit. Like I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I was like, oh, I guess I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start looking at the places that are free in the, you know, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I think it goes, so I don't think it's just like, oh, if it doesn't cover charge, oh, that means it's a bunch of like prissy or like uh, uptight people. Yeah. I think it just goes into like, you know, we, hey, as, as a night, we want to make sure this night continues. And, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really just like how you divide up like the door money versus the bar money. You know what I mean? And where you can make a profit. Cause like, I know that like, you know, it was usually some sort of door deal with like the promoters and then like the good life would try to like make the profit off the bar. You know what I mean? And it just really depended on like how many people were involved and like, you yeah. know, but yeah, I mean, for a place like that it w- with the style that it was, it's like, yeah, there's maybe a $35 cover on new year's, but for right. the most part, you know, we yeah, like, 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 so, I, so they would do like a, um, I don't know the word, but like, uh, like uh, like as the night progressed, like if it was coming in hot, if people were coming, they would start. Ra- they would do. Yeah, they start like, raising. Like it, was, it would start at like twenty, and then it's like, oh shit, Matthew, twenty five. Yeah, you. Can't oh, do now that. it's a pack night, thirty. Yeah. Like, like I think they had like a new sign that they would like take. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cause, cause uh, I had a f- like I remember one night, like again, I don't notice these things. Like come in way before and whatever, and I had a night where like friends came in early and they were like, and I was just like, yo, like how much was it? Because people are asking like, and they were like, oh, like we paid twenty, and I'm like, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I'm like, yo, twenty at the door. 
and then they get you know they get there super late. There's a line. They're like line. They're like, yo, we made it to the front and it's fucking thirty five dollars to get yeah. in. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, they, I was like, they're like, yo, we saw a sign that said twenty dollars. Yeah. They must, and I was like, they must have changed. It's it. like those parking <laughs> signs that do that. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the, the lots. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's probably where they got it from. I remember like paying like uh, like going to DJ at like West End Johnny's and like mm-hmm. having to pay. I think the last time I had to pay like. 40 bucks. It's insane. And I was just like, dude. That's half, dude. half your pay. That's half my pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I actually like, I used to like playing there because I, I would do downstairs and I just do. That was like the throwback. Lounge yeah, or, but right? I would do 2000 to 2010 only. So like, I really like curated that set. And I, near the end, I was like, I got it down. That's you know, fire. That's you know. fire. Weston was one of those interesting spots because slammed constantly. Yeah, I know. Like insane. Yeah. And like, I never like understood. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I mean, uh, it just has this like notoriety among like like college kids and yeah, stuff like that. I know it was a weird spot. In the beginning, I was like in like almost insulted that I had to play downstairs, and then like I think I, like a year into it or something, I was like, oh my god, this is the best. Yeah. Also, yeah. you're um, you're uh, barriered from people. There's like a little bit of a like stage, and then there's like a wooden thing that comes up to here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've only then, played uh, upstairs. Yeah, upstairs is like. So Golding hot, so yeah, it's like yeah. it, like your legs feel like you're on fire, yeah, and then there's yeah. always somebody that's tapping you. Oh on the back. my god! Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and like yeah. once I switched to downstairs, I was like, oh my god, this is <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, and I and I didn't have to play at the time. It was like the Lizzo era, yeah, and I didn't have to play any of that, and I could play my like 2007 crunk. <laughs> I was like, I fucking <laughs> yeah, love yeah. this. So, yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, uh, that was the thing about. West just just because of the crowd that was there, yeah. you know what I mean. And a lot of tappings. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I played there a few times. Uh, I I threw a couple parties at Fenway Johnny's. Ripped that place in half a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew that it was open, but I I never could really get a feel of what was happening there. Mm-hmm. It was. They weird. they were uh like definitely like jumping like like I don't think they knew. Yeah. Like, I think it was like a revolving door of like yep. promoters and it's 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 a weird area because like like let's say like. You get like Afrobeat promoters there, but then it's like, hey, there's a Sox game, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know you, what I mean? You, it's ha- like, you have to be very versatile. You have to for be able to spots. like, ho- like hold it down. Like, if there's like this crazy rush, like they just won at eleven. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yep. like a, some late game that went ten innings and like, yep. Now they're all amped. They want to get drink at Fenway Johnny's. Oh like, but you have three hundred like, yeah. like Nigerians in the yeah, building yeah, like, yeah. trying to do yeah. this Afrobeat party. It's like, uh, so I think that's why. Um, and then you have like BU like right up the yeah. way and stuff. So I think that's why, but, um, did you, you know, being in the game for, you know, 15, yeah. 15 years? Yeah. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did you see the disparity between these, let's say the three different, uh, like scene, like main scenes in Boston, like row more further apart or like do you see why there's the disparity between them they've always been very segregated and it's been the same my entire run like mm-hmm. it, it hasn't changed the only thing that really changed i would say is you would get less of the uh don't play rap music that's what really i think progressed mm-hmm. as far as like um like people i think in the beginning like like what like it's always seems like it's been indie and then underground and then like sorry underground bottle service and then typical like top 40 you know what i'm saying i feel like that has been the same since i started djing in in this city um but i think what has changed is 
is kind of just like, you know, the rules have changed a little bit. Like rap music is more like embraced or mm. not embraced, tolerated. You know what I'm mm. saying? Whereas like, I feel like, you know, I don't know. Like when we started purple, like there was, you weren't allowed to play stuff like that. Cause it got right. people too fucking excited, you know? And you know what? I, I guess I, this is a good segue too. I think the future of DJing in this city is going to be breweries. I really think so. Whoa. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, bars and clubs are going to start going out of business, you know? It's, Even, like, without a pandemic? Yeah, I think so. Why I, is that? I, well, it just seems like people want to be at breweries more than a bar, and people's kind of behaviors have changed, you know? Like, a lot of people don't want to be out until 2 o'clock in the morning anymore. Some people do. There are always going to be those night owls out there. But the majority of people, like, you know, I mean, everything's changed. When you think about it, like, people are meeting people off of dating apps. You mm. know what I mean? They don't have to go to, like, a bar or a club to meet somebody. A lot of people have to like, pay high rents, you know, in order to, like, live. Obviously, this is pre-pandemic, you know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the, the breweries are packed you know and like just you see less and less interest in bars in my opinion you know mm. um you you think that that even like like the 21 year old do you think that remains true as well i think the 21 year old would prefer to be at a brewery rather than a bar really yeah so, so you know uh i've hung out at like dorchester brewing yep co a bunch yep. and like i've been there where i was like yo what the fuck this shit is slammed and yeah like, well every one of them dude every trillium every single one yeah of breweries, super yeah they're that's all true, slammed that's but go to a bar at like well pre-pandemic right go to a bar at one o'clock in the morning on a thursday or friday it's dead nine times out of ten saturday no saturdays are still bumping you right. know across the city damn that's interesting because because every time i am or i even walk like seaport walk by yeah like a trillium or something crazy. like that and i'm like damn if only they had a dj yeah like, uh Damn. And, and and the thing is, is like they've got these big open spaces and they do need music and a DJ is easier to set up than a band at the end of the day. And I think the cool thing is like all the like work I have done with breweries, like everyone's like, oh, we know who you are. We appreciate what you do. You do the music. And like a lot of it can be background. People aren't necessarily yeah. dancing, yeah. but I am fine with that. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, if you're going to let me play the music that I like, I don't care if anybody dances. You can just be standing there hanging out i'll enjoy like mm -hmm. playing some weirdo shit you know mm -hmm. or indie shit or or whatever you know and I, and i think that that's like the one good thing that might kind of come out of all of this you know and i'm not mm -hmm. saying the pandemic i'm just saying kind of like what i see as a shift and where kind of dj culture is going to be allowed in the future super interesting because i i'm not i'm definitely not denying that breweries are growing yeah you know, especially in boston like I'm just trying to think of it in different cultures, like, like in, for instance, like Latino culture, like yeah. breweries aren't, a th aren't a th like we love bars, like we, right. you know what I mean? We love liquor, like, so. Yep. Um, That's true. That so, is so, true. That, so I'm just, I'm thinking of it in, in that way. But like I said, there's no denying that, like, like I said, like every summer in the seaport, there's five other breweries popping up. Right. You know what I mean? And they're packed. And they're all, at, yeah, they're all right. slammed. Um, and then think about like the bars though, like even despite, you know, like, what what person you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are not, most of these places are not packed at 1 a.m. on a Thursday or a Friday, mm -hmm. you know? People are going to bed earlier. People are paying lots of money in rent. 
They've got mm. shit to do, you know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, that's my opinion, but no, like, it's an interesting take. Yeah, I, I, I've really never thought of it. And again, I'm the guy who's you know not a huge beer drinker, or you know I've gone to like I like a good time or whatever. Right. Like I'm down to try whatever, and but it's not like the first place I'll decide to go kind of sure. thing. So like hearing that, it's like interesting. But like I don't think you're wrong at all. It's just I I don't know if it were like real, real, like you saying. Like clubs and bars will like go out of business or whatever. I don't think it's not. not and, and the other thing too is not all of them. And obviously, because of all of these bars and and clubs closing because of the pandemic, there's going to be a need and there's going to yeah. be a resurgence at some point because somebody's going to buy something and open up something because a lot of things just went away permanently. Yeah, you know, like so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think like the Roaring Twenties again is is, is going to be a real thing? I definitely think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think people are going to party really hard, but it's not going to be two thousand twenty one, in my no. opinion. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Maybe two thousand twenty two will be the year. I th- I think it'll be two thousand twenty two. Think so? Yeah, shooting for like people are saying summer twenty twenty one. I think that's like when, like when people are going to be like able to see like grandma on Easter right. again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think it's going to be like full like. Riding cheeks in the middle of good life, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, we can only hope. Yeah. But um, where's the? What's the future for you? So for me, I mean, I'm gonna keep doing these projects, um, if possible, you know, um, and I will work with Good Life if there is a campaign to get Good Life back. Um, and other than that, you know, I mean, I've I've got weddings on the books you know we'll see what happens with them um but uh yeah i mean i i guess i see myself djing less at clubs you know and just more kind of concentrating on like special projects and i mean in a perfect world i'll be djing at clubs again but i am not expecting that to happen Mm. you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i would love it for it but you know i don't know we'll see but this stuff, all this stuff that I'm working on, the Strange Brew project that I brought in tonight, like I, I'm definitely going to keep that going. And that's where my focus is right now. So, so yeah. So, and I think, you know, you, with all the work that you've put into the city and into the industry, I think, you know, you're a pretty well-known dude and well-respected dude. You've been able to pull off some really, whether they be features or appearances, you're supposed to play Boston Calling, correct? Yeah. This is supposed to be the best summer ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like that was, I remember, I I think uh, a lot of DJs were jealous when I saw the local talent that was on it. I was like, "This is the coolest fucking thing ever." Yeah. Um, what did that mean for you? Oh, I was what super was, excited. I was about to have that poster printed out and like framed and put it on my yeah. wall. I was so pumped. And that, that's that's uh, shout out to Frank White. Frank Frank. Oh, put, is that? He was yeah, the, he, he he put that roster together. So. Oh really? Uh, yeah yeah yeah. So so he's someone I need I need to talk to. Yeah yeah. Get him on here. Yeah, he, yeah. he definitely. Yeah, I've met him like once, but like I don't think he knew who I was. Like, yeah. I, I didn't expect him to or anything. Like definitely have him on here. He's got some he's got some stories. He'll yeah. I'm sure. He'll tell you yeah, for sure. He's he's someone that I know is like super like well respected. Like yeah. I said, I, I've yeah. I met him on some like, like someone just like, hey, this is like snack, and he was, I'm sure he was just like, what? Yeah, and I was just like, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, uh, that yeah, like, and uh, 
Yeah, like what was the preparation for? Like, oh, like what were you gonna play? Do you know? Oh, well, I was gonna probably do Strange Brew stuff because that's just like very indie and kind of like out there, you know. So I have I've been doing these mixes now for years, and I have like seven installments. So like I I ha- have them like ready to go, like whenever. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of the stuff that I would play at Brass Union. Brass Union was the only. Brass, a- I've heard so. I've never played yeah, there, but oh, I've heard they were the only other shit. place that they were like do whatever you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I would go in there and, and granted there was like, you know, hardly anybody there, but like it was two turntables and an S nine. And like, I, they would let me do my weird indie music and, 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 and all that shit. So I, I enjoyed it. Like I put together, I think I DJed there for five years. So I put together so many of these mixes there, you know, just putting like oddball mm. shit together. So that was what I was going to play at Boston Colin. So sick. Yeah. yeah like definitely a lost opportunity. Like, I know. It was going to be such a good summer. impactful, <laughs> but just like for like the, for the Boston DJ, it was going to be super impactful. It was going to yeah. be very validating just for us as a culture. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, it sucks that uh, it didn't, it didn't happen. Hopefully it happens in the future. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. At this point. <laughs> like whatever happens at this point, I'm like, okay, I survived, you know, like yeah. I've got my projects. I'm not like, I mean, hopefully I'll be DJing at clubs, but again, you know, like I'm not going to be like, book me, book me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I don't have the good life trading chip anymore, you know? And so that's very, and the thing is, is like, it is what it is. Like, you know, I got, I put in a lot of years, but like, you know, I, I understand how it works and I'm like, would never hold that against anybody. Anybody that's got a gig right now is like holding onto it really tight. And Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you gotta respect that, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. people, people need to fucking get by. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll get some weddings in there and make some money (laughs) that way. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Anything else you want to like shout out or just let people know you're in the loop with with anything? Follow me at at DJ Knife. That's at D-J-K-N-I-F-E on basically all social media. Um, And... Yeah, please buy Strange Brew 7 if you see it at the liquor store. It's out. I cleaned it up. Yeah, in a bunch of places. I think uh, <laughs> good, yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going to read it off again really quick. Mm-hmm. So you can get Strange Brew 7 at Linway Liquors in Lynn, RMA in Amesbury, Georgetown Liquors, Layla's Variety in Topsfield, Sunny's Mobile. Oh, actually, I don't know about these Beverly ones. Sorry. <laughs> Cappy's and Peabody. Uh, the Lincoln in uh, Southie and uh, Nasty Nani's. Uh, so please buy Strange Brew 7 by DJ Knife and Bentwater Brewing Company when you see it at the store. And Snacks, thank you for having Are we wrapping up here, Robert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snacks, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, dude. This is... Uh I think, and I think it's just because you're such a DJ that like this is this is one of the, my favorite uh, conversations on the on the show. So I appreciate appreciate you being you and uh, being able to talk about like everything you've had. Your, I mean, probably not everything, but like so many things that you had a hand in. Um, yes, and I, and I appreciate you giving me a, a chance to to speak on the stuff too. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And guys, I'm not a beer drinker, and when I am, I drink cheap, stupid shit. I don't drink IPAs, and I finished this. Um, <laughs> He didn't tell me to say any of this. He didn't tell me to finish it. I didn't even have to drink it right now. He was like, here, here's this. Like, I could have just taken it home and and uh, not drank it. Um, drink it. It's awesome. Go find it at um, all the spots that he just listed. <laughs> uh, Strange Brew 7. Um, and uh, DJ Knife, one of my favorite DJ names in the city. Um, everyone go follow him and just kind of keep up with what he's doing. Support him. Um, he's done so much for the culture and the industry and and just uh, Boston music as a whole. Um 
as always, follow uh, Dope Entertainment Official, um, our producers. Um, follow uh, at But I Know the DJ on Instagram. Just keep supporting us. Keep running up the listens, creeping up with 2,000 plays. Keep running it up, reviews and likes. Follow me at Gimme Snacks on Instagram. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Peace. Thank you.